this episode of the Full Nerd, okay, Radeon. <laughs> in this episode of Full Nerd, Radeon 7900XTX talk, the latest on melting 12-volt high-power connectors, and EVGA's 4090 got made. Sort of. Welcome to episode 237 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with Brad Chalkas, co-host, and to my left, Dom Preston from UK. Hi. He's not a special guest. He's one of us. He's one of us. We were just talking about McDonald's UK food. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, he uh, he works on uh, our our sister site, Tech Advisor. Uh, Go check it out, techadvisor.com. Also, the YouTube channel. He's all over that. Uh, But um, Dom has actually uh, showed up on on our channel. You were at MWC earlier this year, and you you covered a couple laptops for us. Yeah, that's right. I've popped up. uh, That was recently. When I get the chance to grab a laptop, and Gordon doesn't beat me to it. Yeah, yeah. And... uh, (laughs) And and Patrick Murray, I'm going to finish controlling your vertical horizontal. Uh, Yeah, hello here. Introduce Adam. Yeah, we got man. We're back from Vegas. Uh, That was a that was a a a crazy time. Yeah, Uh, I got I got hung over (laughs) and uh, off nothing too. Off nothing. Yeah, like he had like two light beers. He was was done. Uh, I was I was done. Uh, But you know, I I do want to show uh, off. We talked about this a little bit last time. Um, The our store. you, you can get link to it uh, in the description and probably in the little carousel kind of thing. Uh, you can get all of the full nerd merch off on our store right now for twenty five percent off with the code. Somebody guessed it at the end of the last stream with the code ten eighty ti. Twenty five percent off everything with the code ten eighty ti. No space. Uh, capitalization. I don't think matters. Uh, so everything. And then uh, I I said I was going to give an update. I haven't finished the posting for the Outrage Pony shirt, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up on, on the overlay here. Here is the official logo for our Outrage Pony shirt. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll have the the listing up in the next couple of days. And yes, 25% off will work for this shirt. So, so get in on that. Uh, I, I love this. To. Yeah, I love this design. I, I think it turned out pretty hilarious. I think this definitely encapsulates uh, Gordon. Uh, you know, Gordon's idea of people hopping on the outrage pony and mm-hmm. uh, and screaming at the internet. So they do I'm going to buy one yeah. for my 12 uh, year old daughter because she loves this idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, very cool, very very exciting on that end. Uh, but, but before we get to the interesting talk, Gordon, I I don't think you remember this about Dom. I just get give a little uh, you know, uh, a chance for Dom to defend himself here. Oh, okay. uh, uh, Dom has Dom has a tattoo on his arm. Do you remember his tattoo? Okay, do you recognize that tattoo? Um, Does anybody in the chat recognize that? I'm tattoo? thinking maybe somebody. It was a really good coupon, maybe. Uh-huh. Really good price. I've heard that one before. Don't worry. Yeah, I think it's like. <laughs> is it like some universal coupon code you can scan in or something? For for the audio listeners, it's it's five lines uh, of varying tiltedness uh-huh. on his his the forearm of his right arm. You so let me ask you this though: Did the did the tattoo artist go like what? <laughs> you want me to pay this? You could just get like basically like here in the United States, you could just park illegally, get arrested, and have uh-huh. somebody do like a prison tat, and like it'd be like you would have been cheaper than to pay the artist artist for that. I, I have to say, did they get angry? Actually, uh, they didn't get angry. They were a little. Uh, I, I think they were a touch surprised by the design when I suggested it, but you know they were on board. So what was it? Was it from? Is it, it from? Tell, a, yeah, tell me this. Really good movie reference. It's like a, a really. It's, a, it's actually it a, is a really movie good reference. Movie. Whether you'll think it's a good one or not, I don't know. Uh, well, the movie's definitely good. It's from Alien, which is my favorite film. 
Uh, and this is drawn... <laughs> I can see Brad shaking his head. This is drawn from the opening credits when it animates the title with one line in each letter. And yeah. that's the point where there's, there's one Look, line for each I know, I know Ridley that's Scott awesome tattoo. Is, a, is a fellow person from from your area, but that doesn't mean you have to support it just if you don't. I mean, <laughs> that's just not... All right, well, just so you know, Dom, if we haven't talked about this before, uh, we've had plenty of de- debates of which movie's better, Alien or Aliens. Mm-hmm. Gordon is very strongly in the Aliens debate. camp. I, you know, and I think Brad and I both agree that both have their, uh, you know, mm-hmm, their mm-hmm. their benefits. But I still fall on the Alien side specifically. If I had to pick one, which was a better movie, I definitely um, go with the first film. I mean, that I, I love them both. To be fair, I have terrible taste. I love every single Alien movie except the Predator ones. Even three, yeah, even three, even the Prometheus and Covenant. I, you know, wow. I've, I've clearly lost the plot. So. <laughs> if there's acid blood, he's there for it. Exactly. <laughs> so you're just into the universe. Because, I mean, once you're sort of, you buy into the universe, but you're you're just kind of waiting. Because it's like Star Wars fans are like, it's going to get better. One day, maybe. But I'm going to keep going. And like, it just... Well, we're getting a TV show next year. That might be good. There's going to be an alien TV show? Yeah. Uh, Noah Hawley, who makes the Fargo TV show, he's doing it. Is it going to be actually based on... I see. I, I guess you couldn't really take aliens. We're so far away from even talking about technology. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get I, there. I can see it. I can see it being good because I am. I'm also a huge fan of that. You know that universe, the yeah. Wayland Yutani, all that stuff. I just can't. I, I'm just kind of. I'm imagining that it could be a really bad TV show if uh, done incorrectly. Very good odds. It could be absolutely terrible. I, oh, I yeah. do recognize that. Oh, yeah. Um, but they're also doing the thing that they've always wanted to do in the Alien movies, and I've always been nervous about, which is putting the alien on an Earth. They've said it's going to be Earth set, which, oh. you know, huh. yeah, I have mixed feelings about. Yeah. Yes, Interesting. Uh, well, you know what else uh, people have mixed feelings about is RDNA three and Do they the really? GPUs. Well, listen, uh, you know we should recover what the the event is, what they announced, you know what they talked about. But I think I'll just to Do get it out of the way, slides? just to get out of the way, a lot of people were expecting a forty ninety competitor at forty eighty prices. What we're getting is a you know forty eighty competitor at slightly lower prices. Uh, and that's officially you know. stated thing. That's officially are... stated. We we had a a great uh, well we had we did a live stream the day of the the event. Uh, go watch that. Uh, we had a, a ton of fun guests on. Uh, and then, that was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. Everybody, all the friends of the show, stopped by. Uh, and then Frank Azor, um, we we interviewed. I I put the audio up on the on the uh the rss feed but it was a really good interview with frank he cleared up some stuff but before we dive dive too deep into it brad uh recap please what what did they announce at the at the event okay so basically in a nutshell uh amd announced the 999 dollar uh radeon rx 7900 xtx and the 899 dollar radeon rx x 7900 xtx sorry that took me a minute there's an <laughs> yeah. awful lot of numbers and letters X-X-X-X. in there X-X-X. <laughs> X-X-X. uh they didn't really say much about the 7900 xt but they showed some performance numbers for the 7900 xtx and they say it delivers a 1.5 to 1.7 times improvement in rasterization performance over the last gen flagship the 70 6950 xt which was the slightly faster uh 6900 xt refresh that did indeed beat the 4090 performance so 
1.5 to 1.7 over that sounds promising. Uh, they moved to a new chiplet design. First time we've seen this in GPUs. So there's going to be a central, usually, you know, uh, GPUs are built one big, huge monolithic die, just like Intel CPUs. NVIDIA is still doing that with Ada Lovelace and the RTX 40 series. But NVIDIA, at least for these two cards, that, or AMD, at least for these two cards for now, is embracing a uh, GPU chiplet design. So it's going to have a central core gpu die flanked by up to six memory cache dies i think they're calling them uh that have the infinity cache in there and the memory controllers uh the benefits of that is that amd can save costs so the gpu die itself is only 300 square millimeters uh which uh in that sound tsmc's five nanometer technology i think it is yep, yep. so uh you know, that's very expensive because that's the latest and greatest, but they're building the memory cache dies on a slightly more optimized version of the last gen process, a six nanometer process. So they can squeeze those in and uh, start doing like they do with Ryzen and plop it in place, piecing these, pop it in place, these pieces together using different technology, different nodes, different stuff like that with the idea of bringing costs down, which considering that the flagship is 999 bucks and Nvidia has re- announced two graphics cards and uh they are 1600 and 1200 dollars uh you know that's already looking like a big win for AMD yeah and uh the, the MCDs are about 37 square millimeters a piece so just yep. for people who want to know what what that is and AMD good oh, go ahead oh, I was going to mention the uh the the chiplet interface uh, interconnect because they're saying it's you know 5.3 terabytes per second which is pretty fast and that's more than double what you're getting out of the m1 ultra when they sort of weld the two together so mm. pretty impressive yep and it they do have less infinity cache capacity than their predecessors 96 megabytes as opposed to 128 before uh but architect sam naff naff Singer came out i always mess that dude's name up sorry sam you're smart uh, he came out and said that they designed this version of Infinity Cache to do more with less, basically. So they expect it to be just as, if not more, performant. Uh, some other notable things. They teased FSR 3. That'll have some sort of frame generation in it. Uh, and they, they called it something like it, like smooth motion or... Uh, yeah. They had a term for it. I, I, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, something like that, which really gets to the crux of what DLSS three is. It adds those AI frames, so it doesn't make it feel more responsive, but it looks smoother. So that's really the benefit of DLSS three and presumably FSR three. Uh, some other goodies are that these cards will get uh, AV one D encode joining Intel and NVIDIA, which is great. They're going to be the first graphics cards to support DisplayPort two point one, which Again, is a great thing. It's not as big of a deal as AMD, I think, made it out to be on the stage because Display Stream Compression already has DisplayPoint 1.4 working all right. But, you know, as 4K displays get faster and 8K displays or pseudo 8K displays start to roll out, you know, <laughs> we'll take it onward and upwards. Uh, what else is there? What am I forgetting? Uh, oh. Efficiency. Efficiency is a good thing. Uh, so obviously the 3090 came out, you know, pedal to the metal, 450 watts, this funky new, uh, 12 VHPWR, very high power, I assume 12, that stands for. 12 volt high power. Is volt the way high power. Answer, I guess. All right. Uh, 
connectors that come out to support all that. Uh, AMD uh, is sidestepping that by making these cards 300 and 355 watts. They each use a pair of standard two 8-pin connectors, so they won't have any of the issue with Milton connectors like NVIDIA does, which we'll discuss later in the show. Do you care about the raw compute performance because it's 61 teraflops versus 23 of our DNA 2? No, I never deal. care about that. Yeah, it's, just, it's a good number, though. What does it mean? Bigger bigger number, it, better. Yeah. It matters yeah, a lot out. to people who are using compute workloads, but as far as gaming go, like they always throw those out. NVIDIA does the same thing. Console makers do it, but you can't really derive expected yep. gaming performance out of that. Yep. So speaking of expected gaming performance, uh, AMD did not show off that many charts, actually, that showed raw performance. Uh, a lot of their stuff showed it with FSR boosting performance, which I get that's a key part of the per- overall performance equation for AMD, but it really makes it hard to draw conclusions based off what they're showing, because FSR and DLSS, while they're rival technologies, they are different, and what you see in the final frame will look different, so you can't really compare them head-to-head, even though they're very similar technologies. But AMD did say and put out a chart showing uh, the 7900XTX will be 1.5x to 1.7x faster, and let's see here. They showed one, two, three, four, five, six different games. And... Uh, it looks like closer to 1.5x overall, which, if you do the numbers, should put it probably ahead of the 4080, though we'll have to wait and see when that launches on the 16th, to be sure, and uh, a bit behind the 4090, but again, for $999, as mm-hmm. opposed to 1200 bucks for the 4080 and 1600 for the 4090. Yeah, I, I think, and we, I, I mentioned this at the beginning, I think a lot of people were very confused, They or maybe it was just the, the rumor mill, a lot of speculation, a lot of people just getting excited, like, oh my man, AMD's going to come out with a 4090 competitor, and it's just, it's just going to crush them, but uh, how important do you think it is, that, Well, and then Frank got on, on our stream and said, hey, no, listen, this is designed to be a 4080 competitor, he, they came out you know, straight and said that, so... Brad, how important do you think it is, or maybe not at all, that they don't have a 4090 competitor? Well, I mean, I think that's always been an issue for AMD, Uh, you know, because NVIDIA does get a lot. That Halo branding makes a difference. Having NVIDIA at the top every generation of every chart Mm -hmm. makes a difference. Last year, they did manage to go blow for blow with the 6900 XT. So seeing it not quite scale up to match the 4090 this generation, you know, We'll see where the performance benchmarks fall when we get to actually test all these cards. But a lot of people are upset with NVIDIA's pricing right now. So if this gets you 85 or 90% of the way there for $600 less than the 4090 or is faster than the 4080 in traditional games for $200 less, I mean, I think people aren't going to sweat it that much. Yeah. I mean, it'll. it feels like it'll... If it's a four, if it's basically a, a forty eighty five, right in performance, if it yeah. falls right between those, but it's cheaper than both of them, that that's a pretty good win overall. I think from AMD's point of view for cost, especially since the, the price sensitivities of it all. But I, I, it's I funny, think, it, but don't you think it's like the like people got really radioactive about the the forty eighty, not the forty eighty twelve gig. I can't remember what the hell it is. Forty eighty twelve gig, right? And yes. of course, NVIDIA said, oh, you know, we've heard you were going to unlaunch this product. And a lot of people are like, well, what does it even matter if it's 4070 or 480? Because it comes down to performance. But here, 
is into the same kind of argument because if it's a 7900, shouldn't it go against an, a nine class GPU or does it, does it even mean anything? Because who cares? Because it really comes down to price performance. The whole naming well, scheme kind of like is is kind of irrelevant in some ways. I disagree. I think that if you take the naming scheme plus the GPUs that they use for each of the the particular graphics cards, uh, it does still make a difference. The names do matter. Uh, I think it's noteworthy that AMD still just stuck with the same price it was for its high-end flagship last year. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't increase prices like NVIDIA did, and I think that's a big part of their story. So right. I don't mind whatsoever that their flagship card doesn't cost four figures. <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> yeah. fine with that. Uh, it does seem like a bit set up for a repeat of last generation, where the 6900 XT was actually really, really, really good. Uh Especially as you scaled down in uh, resolution because of the infinity cache, but it was behind in ray tracing and DLSS. Obviously, FSR 2's out, FSR is out, and they are getting Mondo adoption. Uh, FSR 3 just got teased. AMD added AI cores to these as well, so they're jumping on that bandwagon joining Intel and NVIDIA. They also are improving ray tracing performance. I think they said the same 1.5 to 1.7x. So if that's the case, they're not going to match the RTX 40 series. So I think when the chips wind up all falling down, we're going to wind up largely with the same situation as last generation. Like uh, versus the 3090, the 6900 XT offered very comparable or competitive rasterization performance but lagged in ray tracing and upsampling. And I suspect that'll wind up being the case here, and that's part of the reason why these cards are cheaper. Well, also, the chiplet design lets them, right? Because that's yeah. they definitely want to lean into the, we're going to sell it to you for, you know, basically the same, no inflation increase price, you know, on this. Well, I was going to say, with the inflation mm-hmm. element, it's almost effectively a price cut. Compared yeah, because yeah. right? you're getting yeah. 50 to, you know, what 1.5 to 1.7x performance over previous top end part which costs the same so that's a cost savings in a lot of way i mean of course Uh, nvidia would say the same thing because like look we're giving you (laughs) 4090 was just so much faster than the 3090 ti but it's also you know it's all kind of weird it feels like yeah price price to performance is the difference maker in these i think Yep. But since you mentioned the 4080 12 gigabyte, I have a conspiracy theory about these RDNE three Ooh. cards if you want to hear about them. Oh, conspiracy. I It's got to be a good crazy one, Brad. <laughs> yeah, ring, ring the conspiracy like alarm. Okay. Okay. So everyone was giving everybody the NVIDIA crap for having the 4080 uh, 16 gigabyte and the 4080 12 gigabyte being very different cards, obviously. Uh, I was taking a peek at the stream processors in the uh, 7900 XCX and XT, and I noticed that the gap between the 7900 XTX and the 7900 XT, there's 12.5% fewer stream processors, processors in the XT, the cheaper one. Uh, whereas last generation, the difference between the 6900 XT and the 6800 XT was just a 10% gap in the stream processors there. So I wouldn't be surprised if they saw NVIDIA get ambitious with its pricing and decided to maybe give this GPU a last second name tweak so that they could charge a little bit more for the 7900 XT. Huh, yeah, because there, I mean, a lot, there is a lot of confusion <laughs> because 7900 XT at XTX is $100. You lose one MCD. A little yep. bit of cash, 
But if it was supposed to be the 7800 XT for seven or eight hundred dollars, that would make sense. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) I I like that because I there really was confusion all around uh, on the ground because, you know, the Internet, of course, thought this was a 4090 and they were confused. We were confused because this is like a hundred dollars difference. Why even bother? Because a hundred bucks is nothing. But you're kind of right. And I actually liked you watch our our stream later that night where we had Wendell on. Wendell had a really good from level one text, by the way, go over level one text, smash that uh, subscribe uh, button. And the bell, whatever the hell they say, the interesting theory that he had was the reference cards for the 7900 XTX is going to be $1,000. And his feeling is like, it seems like a really good opportunity because there is a lot of implied scale on on these parts. The the add-in board vendors, which is, you know, Asus, MSI, Gigabyte, et cetera, et cetera, they can basically make, you know, customized versions, pushing TDP, pushing clocks, and basically charge more to make them more competitive with the 4090. So his theory mm-hmm. is like AMD is going to like firmly hold that 1000, you know, price with the reference card. And if you want to go big, big ass cooler, big ass cooling, you can go with the aftermarket guys. So like it feels like that, that kind of like makes it. sense. And then, but it's still, it's a little confusing why the hell you would ever make the you know the xc and xcx so close in price yeah i mean that was one of the first thing i thought when i saw them was just i know we don't have all the full performance numbers on either but particularly for the xt but looking at them you just think when you're spending that much the hundred buck upgrade just feels like a no-brainer right it kind of it's hard to see why they justify that cheaper one to me it echoes in what nvidia is doing with its pricing strategy to me like to put on industry analyst hat rather than consumer gpu dude hat for a minute like they're clearly pricing the 4080 12 gigabyte in a way to make the 4090 look good. Yep. Like if you're already spending 1200 bucks, like we'll have to see where the performance benchmarks falls. But the expectation is like, yo, I might as well spend the extra couple hundred bucks more and get this 4090. And I kind of get the feeling that's what AMD is doing here. Cause like I said, I strongly suspect that card was originally intended to be the 6800 XT for a couple hundred bucks less. Mm. Huh. Mm. Good. Uh, well, well, and then we did have a, uh, a super chat from a uh, coffee of, of five Canadian dollars. Thank you so much. Uh, said um, friend of the show, coffee. I'll say. Uh, what What is the market for the seventy nine hundred XTX? If you're willing to spend hundred k on a GPU, you probably just want the best in terms of hardware and features. I, mm. Which is a good question, a good point. You know, uh, I mean, not necessarily. I, you know. <laughs> Because obviously, I mean, people are buying those. You know, not everybody's just going for the moon to the yeah. To I mean, thirty ninety or forty ninety. There's but. a big gap between a grand and sixteen hundred, right? Yeah. If, if the forty ninety yeah. was the, that twelve hundred line where the forty eighty is, you could see that. But if this is a grand and then it's twelve hundred for the forty eighty, but maybe this beats the forty eighty at least some of the time. That starts to mm-hmm. make sense for me at least. The big jump from spending nine hundred ninety nine to spending sixteen hundred. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say that is. That is kind of the weird space we're in because if you're going to go for the gold, you're going to like you know what? Yeah. If you're already spending a thousand dollars on a GPU, if it's and most easy people to go, don't, and most people don't, yeah. you know, I think <laughs> that's what we say. I mean, most people pure numbers, but over the pandemic, over the shortages, a lot of the higher end SKUs ended up being the ones that were pushed because that's where the profit mm-hmm. margins were. Right? Yeah, I kind of yeah. wonder if. 4090 will exceed i mean they're clearly even with all the bad news they're still sold out everywhere i kind of wonder like yeah if i'm spending thousand dollars i'm gonna go 4090 anyway the only thing that the big advantage for amd though is which they push very heavily is like look 
This fits in your small form factor case. This is fits in most cases. There's literally people who cannot fit some of these 4090s into their cases and put the, the door on the case, right? So yep. it's 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 a it's a weird spot for Nvidia to be at. AMD seems like they're really kind of like hitting Nvidia at all their kind of weak points on this. I kind of like that. I like the idea of you can just take your two eight pin connectors out of your existing card, put this into your case, plug your two eight pin connectors back in, and you're good to go. Yeah, you don't have to worry about yeah. all that. Like. I wouldn't be surprised if AMD could have scaled this up more to make that GPU die a little bit bigger, to mm -hmm. get that little bit of extra oof and put a little bit more voltage into it, and make it draw a little bit more power and probably take on the 4090. But for the way the world is today, I think it's pretty all around well-designed GPU on paper. Well, and, and I mean, from so Gordon and I were there, we, we physically touched them uh, and like they I mean, it's a it's a well made and good looking card, you know, I mean, which doesn't, you know, necessarily mean everything. Uh, but like picking it up, it felt maybe just a little slightly heavier than like a, a 6950 XT, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit longer. But I mean, it, it just it felt solid. It felt good. And yeah, to be able to see like two eight pin like <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, and, I, mean, I mean, especially for small form factor. I mean, if you're talking about, you know, uh, for 4090 fitting in a small four factor, I, I, who knows on the 4080s, <laughs> yeah. I, I, we haven't seen uh, any of those, but I mean, this, this will comfort. It was like, it, it looked to be about like a 2.2 slot card, you yeah. know, which is, yeah. which is like the 3080 Ti that I, I run in my small four factor rig now. So yeah, like, officially it's a 2.5 X, right? They're saying, so yeah, I, I think so, but yeah, it's a little shorter. I think, you know, the interesting thing about being on the ground, which, um, was great, you know, wonderful to be in Las Vegas again. I don't know. I been there for three years. Yeah. The building we're in didn't even exist. An entire shopping mall casino, right? But and, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing is, so you saw the performance numbers that were presented, 1.5 to 1.7x, and then they were really holding cards really close to their vests. So I, I was briefed on stuff that we're not allowed to talk about, but honestly, I don't... I'm, I'm, ba I'm basing all of this on just simply talking to AMD people because you're here at an event. First time you've honestly got to hang out with people in years. Mm -hmm. Everybody's drinking. You read, I read a lot into how the body language, and I really do think it matters. We were drinking. If you have, I read the body language of a lot of people and um, I get the feeling that you can read a lot of confidence. Here. They think they really got a good chance to, to punch NVIDIA in the face. Um, so I really feel... Where this is going to end up is, yeah, it's not a 4090 competitor. It's in the fact they had to clearly come out and say that. And I think yep. they were kind of a little frustrated because they thought people would go like, duh, it's like $999. <laughs> How could it be competing with a $1,600 video card? But I, I really feel, and again, this, I have not seen any performance data, but I, I get the feeling this thing is going to come so close to the 4090. It's going to put the hurt on, on Nvidia in a lot of ways, right? That's kind of the feel. I don't know if it's going to be the reference card, basically the add in board makers that are just clocked up a little bit, but I got to, they were really spoiling for a fight here and you could read in language. And, you know, I'll, I'll mention this again, Scott Herkelman, who, you know, is the, the, the guy who's sort of like the public face of the GPU side. He said at the, at the dinner before, the dinner before we all got together, he said he got up on the stage and I don't, I, we're a family, family podcast. Are we family? He gets, are he we? gets up there. And he says, we're going to, we're going to kick NVIDIA's effing ass. Right. Yeah. So that, and it was really like, wow, that really is. And he said it in the public settings. It's not like, it's like, you can't say that, but they are spoiling for a fight here. And I, I think it's going to be real, real fight. And yeah. the problem for NVIDIA is like cards, really damn big, really damn expensive. So I kind of, I kind of feel, 
that's that's just my read of how people are reacting and on the on the ground down there so but i, I also I, feel like uh during the presentation itself i mean they were definitely you know throwing some punches at nvidia in, in in other ways and then when the performance stuff it felt like oh huh they're not talking about a ton about performance but I th- we've been kind of seeing this lately where they'll they'll sandbag a little bit or the you know they'll <clears throat> maybe hold information back or you know uh, kind of understated a little bit I, i'm still getting that feeling in this presentation that they're they're holding back a little that it actually performs a, a little bit better and they're a little more excited about the performance yeah than I, yeah yeah, yeah. I think part of the reason why they showed so few performance comparisons against NVIDIA, they showed zero performance comparisons against NVIDIA. Uh, and that's part of the reason people got confused is because it is a 48 competitor. If they had came out and said that on the stage and said, hey, it's not out yet, so we can't show you, but we're going to kick its effing butt, like you just said, uh, that would have been cool. But well, people are they, just like, well, the only one now is a 4090. Yeah. So <laughs> they know it's not where they're going to win, right? Right. Where they win on this is price and on mm. practicality. You know, the cable mm. doesn't melt and it fits in the case you already own. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the wins, and that's where they want the focus to be. If they're putting up performance charts that they know aren't always going to make them look the best, well, why would they ever yeah. do that? Yeah. And I will say there was some discussions like, well, it would have been good to see it compared to at least a 3090 Ti because sure. then it would give you give you a reference. But then I think some of the calculations there were like, then the internet's going to come out and say, well, why'd you compare it to the old one? Exactly. So it's like, yeah. we don't mm-hmm. have, and then it's like, I don't know if they could say this enough. NVIDIA does not send AMD <laughs> cards so they can <laughs> do comparisons testing, before yeah. it's released. <laughs> AMD has to be like everybody and try to buy one on the day it's released. Yep. Um, so that that's what happens. And I think they just thought, well, it would just look, what, what's the point of even doing that? Because the real fight is with the 4080. We ain't got one, so why even, why even bring it up? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, clearly, if you're going up against a card that's 60% more money, you know, that's that's probably doesn't make any sense either, right? And um, I don't know if people could make that comparison to their brain. Like, yeah, it's $600 more for a, a 4090. So that w- I think that was their official reason for, for not having 3090 Ti in there, at least. Yep, for that makes compare. sense. Yeah. Yep. And then if I'm, they- I'm real, one of the things I'm real curious to see, uh, we didn't don't want to talk about it too much yet because we don't know enough about it yet but they did make some very significant architectural changes to the gpu core itself including now they can do they changed their changed it so that the compute units can do either integer or floating point depending on what's needed which is a move nvidia made a couple generations ago i think it was uh for its architecture which gave it some extra performance so i'm really curious to see if that helps nvidia claw back some of the uh performance in titles that specifically favor nvidia right now so hmm. Hmm. What, did you think they got too chippy because a lot of people were sort of because they really were obviously taking a lot of some people were saying cheap shots at nvidia over mm-hmm. the you know 12 volt high power connector you know gate and of course the fact that is cost expensive and super huge is that too chippy or was that i thought it was i was kind of like it it's fun when they sort of take shots at each other yeah i love it i totally like i understand it they should those are all definite marketing points for them uh i, th- I think they were a little bit much like i said display point 2.1 is great but DisplayPort 2.1, but it's not like that huge of a difference like they're making it out to be. But I think people would have had a better reaction to it if they had showed just a little bit more performance numbers. Because if they were taking all those shots and then they didn't really put out too many performance numbers, so it's like, this feels a little weird. 
<laughs> yeah. I've, I've also mentioned this in our Discord, uh, in, not that this necessarily matters, but just a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, this is one of the first uh, events where uh, traditional journalists and analysts were mixed in with influencers. So we, we definitely had some influencers in the audience, and they definitely responded to all of the digs uh, in a positive <laughs> way. So uh, I, I will say, you know, if, if they were trying to, to rile up the influencers in the audience, it, it worked. Uh, so... <laughs> Influence the influencers. It does work. They were very excited. What do you think about the amount of memory on these cards, Brad? Because it is definitely 24 gigs. It's a lot of memory. I think it looks great. Uh, I think that 24 gigs is as future pros that they come. So it's 20 gigs. Uh, I think Infinity Cache. I already love Infinity Cache. So having two of those things and a wider bus to keep it fed at 4K, which is definitely needed if they're going to performance up at 4k so i'm glad that they did switch to a wider bus uh i have no complaints about the memory uh i still think well again i have to see wait for final benchmarks all that stuff but just based on nvidia's lead in uh content creation and machine learning tasks and stuff like that the software ecosystem it has it will probably still be the preferred content cre- creation you know prosumer work slash play card Mm -hmm. but that 24 gigabytes of ram could make this awfully compelling for people who make videos 8k videos or super complex ones for again 600 bucks less than the uh 4090 there are so many numbers it's hard to keep track of well and and they did they did talk about uh they did kind of dedicate a a small portion to talking about partnerships uh like uh, calista protocol uh what was another forespoken technical partnership that they they announced uh working with ubisoft on their snowdrop 2 uh engine uh and then unreal 5 i actually did see uh some some people in in the chat uh, you know, and comment afterward who were like, oh, wow, th- this could be this could be a real, you know, nice for for that kind of stuff. I mean, nothing tangible that they could show off at this moment. But, you know, hey, getting in Unreal Engine 5 is, you know, and, and being able to work with them is, is kind of a big deal. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Um, wait, oh, you know what? We do have a super ch- a couple super chats I should get to. Uh, Paul Richardson, a uh, friend of the show, gave us a uh, nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Let's see. That's. <laughs> uh, I just uh, there we go almost ten dollars thank you so much and said uh so the quote and so the idea that a chip is going to go down in cost over time unfortunately is a story of the past uh, end quote from nvidia ceo jensen huang <laughs> uh thank you for reminding us uh and then a uh, friend of the show vc jester gave us uh, five dollars gave us five dollars said uh come on down to jester's uh rage pony emporium we've got the angriest <laughs> ponies east of san francisco uh yeah G- gordon's got the corner of the yeah. the market here uh in san francisco but I, I guess vc jester has it east of here um the pepper rich gave us a uh, 1199 euros uh dom what, what does that translate to you know you know better than i do at the moment i think that's pretty close to 1199 oh, okay so, so conversion so, rates are getting very simple at the moment yeah so it's uh almost 12 dollars. thank you so much uh in my humble opinion more people should read steam survey for most of the world uh rtx 4k and 40 series and the rx 7000 series is overpowered much more uh may run much quote-unquote slower gpu and uh 1080p display on average great show by the way thank you uh and good point you know i totally agree yep. uh but they're not announcing 1080p graphics cards yet so. <laughs> not yet not yet yeah uh, and then a uh, friend of the show bat tech gave us five canadian dollars uh this isn't one but uh based on the leaks of the 4080 the 4080 will have higher rated memory clocked lower wait 
Higher rated memory clocked lower, so there will be lots of OC potential on the 4080 versus AMD. Uh, maybe. I don't know. And that's GDR6X yeah, we'll on the um, 4080, right? Yep. Yep. NVIDIA has the market cornered, just like you do on Outrage Ponies, uh, with GDR6. <laughs> so, oh, really? Do they? I had no idea. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a formal thing. I know they helped Micron develop it. I'm not sure if it's like an official thing at this point. But GDDR6X is also much more energy draw. And yeah. clearly a priority for AMD was efficiency here. So it makes sense, especially paired with the Infinity Cache, not to use GDDR6. Yeah, and I actually asked during the Q&A, what the decision process was for GDDR6 versus 6X, you know, whether it's cost or power. And gosh, it feels like a month ago, but uh, I believe the answer was the decision was made for power. So, but if, of course, that would also like, if the fact that they can't get GDDR6X, that's another reason to say like, well, also we can't get it. But I had no idea that that's interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know in the early days, NVIDIA helped develop that. I'm not sure if it's uh temporary deal or whatnot but yeah I, it would be hard to see them buying all the capacity mm-hmm. you know because micron they they like to sell to everybody so uh and then we, we we just got another super chat from a friend of the show mike quinton gave us 15 dollars. thank you so much it just showed up right here <laughs> uh did amd talk about the power connectors or show pictures uh will there be a two fan version um Yes, we we got hands. You know, we we actually touched the cards. We actually saw both cards running in demo units. Yeah, uh, in in a contained area. Uh, so yes, the power connectors two eight pin on both versions that they had, and these were reference designs. Uh, for the reference, so that yeah, they didn't have any third party cards. So two fan versions, no. All we see were, were right. three fan versions. Uh, and yeah, the power connector was two eight pin. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I we don't need to dwell too much on it because uh, Frank actually talked uh, a good a bit about it. If you want to go watch that interview, but uh, the they also announced an AMD Advantage desktop program, which I kind of think is a little interesting. Uh, Gordon, uh, first, what 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 is AMD Advantage? Uh, well, I, is the way I understand it, it's basically a program made to help system integrators, people, system integrator being, you know, smaller less resource companies build all AMD systems. It's somewhat similar to what we saw with AMD Advantage laptops where, you know, they, the unfortunate problem for AMD on mobile up until probably the last, you know, year and a half was it was always the lower, lower tier product. So laptop makers would, you know, like, hey, it's got a Ryzen CPU, which is awesome. We're going to put the cheapest crappy screen on here and a SATA SSD because it's cheaper. The AMD Advantage was like, look, if you buy this AMD Advantage laptop with AMD, you know, Radeon and Ryzen in it, you're going to get a better panel. You're going to get uh, an NVMe SSD and these kind of things. This Advantage program on desktop is uh, sort of like that because, but it is, it is, they're going to recommend basically bio settings and like a checkoff list for system integrators. To when they build a system, what they should set the BIOS for. They're also going to look at the acoustics. So they will actually take the system and say, just don't crank the fans at 100%. Right. Um, it's basically to give people who buy AMD plus AMD, you know, Ryzen plus Radeon, a better experience overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like most of the, you know, if you're going to buy a high end system, most of those companies know, know what they're doing. It's really the way I sort of see it is. It may be for more developing markets where there 
if you're again, if you're buying a five thousand dollar machine, you're going to get somebody. You're going to get a a a true art, artisan builder who will spend all the time building your machine because you, by the way, you spent thousands and thousands of dollars on it. If you're buying a thousand dollar machine, it may just come off as fast as you can, and it may not be set up the same. So the 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 AMD Advantage should, in theory, give you a better experience. And interestingly, a lot of people said like, hey. You know what? I'm just a regular person. Um, I don't know how to go into my BIOS and tweak it. It's really intimidating. Can you release mm-hmm. some of these specs and AMD says they're kind of like, yeah, okay, maybe we'll do that. We'll find a way to get, you know, a way to make your system an AMD advantage system without buying it. So, and it does not, it's not intended for AMD to come in. Uh, Frank said this in our video. It's not intended for AMD to come in and tell system integrators, do it this way, do it this way, because most of those know what they're doing. But it's just basically to help some of the ones that may not have the same resources, as I as I kind of see it at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like okay, you know, you, you have the hardware, you putting it together. Here's guidelines of how to mess, best make use of it. Turn on, you know, uh, bar or rebar or yeah. uh, SAM or I don't know whoever calls what. You know, like like some of these smart features to say, hey, you know, if you're going to have AMD plus AMD in here, you might as well turn this on because this is going to be a benefit. You'd be kind of stupid not to. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really intrigued. By that actually because currently like intel is working on changing it so pcie resizable bar is uh active on all new motherboards like historically it's been available as a feature but not turned on by default so most people don't mess with bio settings so most people don't use pcie rebar uh amd actually kicked that off with its branded version of rebar called smart access memory and they tune it a lot more and you get typically way better results out of AMD SAM than you do NVIDIA Intel rebar. So to have that starting to roll out, you're sure it's enabled. That's great. Uh, AMD also announced that they're doing a new smart access video feature. They didn't really show too much about it, but the idea is the same kind of thing that smart access memory does for games. Smart access video does for content creation uh, because they don't have a horse in the race, as, as they always like to say, like in Intel and NVIDIA systems, NVIDIA solutions are going to favor the GPU. Intel things are going to favor the CPU. But AMD, if you buy Ryzen or Radeon, they just want you kicking butt as much as possible. So they tuned Smart Access Video to distribute the encoding and decoding workload. We're going to have to see how it goes, but I like that idea at least. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens. Very, very intrigued by that for, for sure. Um, and then uh, back on the... Um Excuse me. What is it called? The uh, the AMD Advantage thing. We, we actually have a friend of the show, uh, Falcon Northwest, uh, in the chat said uh, AMD was very strict on acoustics and thermal requirements for us. Uh, they're taking the program very very seriously, which we love. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of nice because a lot of you know vendors they may not care about it because they just want to ship people yeah fastest and you know if you're in business it doesn't. You don't make more money by having somebody spend more time on a system. No. So <laughs> that's just not how it works in general. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then uh, we just had a question from the chat, uh, a friend of the show, Ner- Ner- Nerevar. Uh, uh, was, in your opinion, the 7900 XTX designed to compete with the 4090? It does have a 384-bit memory interface, and 24 gigs seems to me like a, a botched AD102 killer. But we kind of talked about it a little bit. But uh, yeah, I don't I know mean, if botched is the right word for it. <laughs> like this is a great 
looking product on paper that AMD put out to be as badass as it could. Like Infinity Cache did a lot of work for the 6800 XT and 6900 XT last generation, but Nvidia clearly won at 4K resolution because it didn't have a big enough memory bus. So of course AMD is going to add that in this time. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, like obviously they would clearly love to knock the 4090 off his throne, but like I said earlier, I don't my my personal hunch is that they didn't want to go all out with power like Nvidia did. I mean, my 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 guess from looking at it from the outside, I mean, and you never know how much they know of what the other side is doing as they're developing. But if you know you're not going to win the power race, if you know you're going to come second one way or another because you maybe just have decided you don't want to price something at sixteen eighteen hundred dollars, you don't want to come like just second and cost almost as much cost the same you it makes way more sense to just be like okay we're not playing that fight we're gonna drop way cheaper still be very good still be 80 percent of the way there but way better to be 80 percent there and 600 bucks cheaper than be 95 percent of the way there and be the exact same Mm. price (laughs) good good point good point well and uh, you know frankly if you're nvidia yeah it's gonna look bad on pricing but you 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 basically stress like, look, we're so fast they can't even compete with us. Yeah, their top end product is competing with our second second tier product. That's yeah. how that's how badass we are. If I were Nvidia, that's what's like you can't even compete with us. No, it's right? an easy marketing win for Nvidia right. for sure on yeah. that level. Yeah, and that really does work honestly because people go like, especially when you're up at that price, um, you know, because I'm I'm seeing some people go like, they were aiming for forty nine forty ninety, but they clearly can't compete with them, and I'm I'm sure that's. That's what Nvidia would say, but again, that bring up. I'm going to bring up what uh, um, what Wendell said. Like they leave this up to the Adam partners to build like really monster cards built on this. Yep. yep. We could have a real ball game too for 4090. Interestingly, if if we see really tweaked up parts, if if that's kind of that theory kind of plays out. Uh, it, here's here's a good uh, question and discussion point. Uh, Dennis Siberian's asking. Uh, why doesn't AMD want to use the Fury branding for new Radeon cards anymore? Those were cool uh, names with rich history. And, and yeah, the even the XTX line is kind of before my time. Uh, can somebody tell me the, the history behind XTX? Well, there's a 19, was it 1950 XTX? It's it's like a long, yeah, it's like it's 10 years ago. ago they were, I, oh, okay. It feels like it's a very old one. And it was always meant to be the, the top, top of the line? or Yeah, it was basically, you know, like, one more. It gives you one more X, right? So, like, there's actually... And I was actually looking at a list, and it kind of, like... A lot of people are like, well, what are you going to do now? You have a 7900 XTX. What's left sort of, like, in the in a classical AMD, you know, ATI models? I mean, you could see a 7950X, or honestly, I could sort of see, like, 7970... I think somebody mentioned 7970, because there were 70, 70 series. So, 7970, you know, so maybe yeah. they can... Push it. I had one of those. A binned up part, right? So that could be it. So, mm-hmm. and what about the Fury name? Why do you think that's gone? Whew, that's an old one. I mean, that goes way back. Fury. Is well, they just used old. it. Did they? They when? just yeah. They used it. The Fury and the Fury X three generations ago is the first HBM ones. Were those Vega? I mean, it's because it's funny those it's Fury. Yeah, there was the Fury Nano, right? God, I guess oh, it, yeah, it was like yeah. a blip, like a little tiny blip yeah. on the radar. It feels like maybe that's why. But I, I actually think all the way back to the Fury Max, or no, was there? Because you know, you know, that's an ATI thing. They had Fury, they had Rage, and they had Rage Max. Remember, they had that mm-hmm. cool duel. Was it a Fury Max? We were all kind of laughing mm-hmm. about the name of that one. So <laughs> Max, Max, Rage Fury. Max. Well, it was a it was a dual dual 
chip card. So it was, you know, we're talking 15 years ago, but it, it was a card that actually had two graphics processors on it. And it was, a, it was, I think it was a Fury Max. God, there's so many cards that you should have kept. Like it's a problem. People just, you put them in the box. Eventually you got to get rid of that box and you mm-hmm. kind of regret it. So <laughs> to me, these, these, I wish they would just drop the RX from the name. Yeah, what is <laughs> like it's already <laughs> Radeon. Yeah. Like what does RX even mean? Who knows? But uh, Radeon RX 7900 XTX. And then you add on, you know, XFX, AMD, Radeon, RTX, 7900 XTX, thick, 3.0, 24 gigabyte. Edition. Like, oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the RX brings us anymore. Is there any other yeah. non? No. I wish I wish AMD and NVIDIA would both jump yeah. that and just do GeForce and Radeon for their mainstream consumer cards. I mean, I, yeah. I, I could I could at least see the delineation between the GTX and the RTX when that was around, but yeah, now it's mm-hmm. all RTX, so yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah anyway. Uh, okay. Any anything else uh, we didn't cover in this? Uh, in uh, yeah, this we didn't mention when they're going to come out. Did, December thirteenth, oh, okay. December thirteenth, nine ninety nine for the XTX and eight ninety nine. Let's just say nine hundred and a thousand dollars on December thirteenth. You'll be able to buy it. I think uh, is what they're saying. I'm going to have to be working hard a couple weeks before Christmas. Yeah, what? Sorry, Brad. And I think they said you know because there was a question about availability during the Q and A. So I think that is public. I better make sure though. So I think it's they're basically saying yeah, you will. They're, they're going to have as many as they can make. <laughs> it's probably yeah. they want. <laughs> just stick to December thirteenth. December thirteenth. Eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine. Oh, and good question. Uh, Nerevar is asking if AIB models will also launch on the thirteenth. I don't think they said. They haven't said anything. And about we them. did not see. We literally did not see a design there. No mentions of it. There was no even representatives from those companies uh, hanging out around there. So uh, I would be shocked if they didn't. Like yeah. utterly shocked if they didn't. Yeah. So. If so. not then, maybe a week later kind of a deal, but I, I would expect it to be the same day. I mean, honestly, I think between now and then, uh, you have uh, a launch of another GPU uh, that they'll probably want to get some more information around. So mm-hmm. if if you had to guess, <laughs> I think some uh, some information, uh, more information will, will will be trickling out beforehand. So they're, they'll probably want to wait for the AIB model for like the, oh, hey, by the way, we didn't show this at the announcement. Yeah, and the, mm-hmm. the official answer is... Um, I would, you know, quote, uh, I would say that, and I believe, God, I remember, I think this was Dr. Lisa Sue. Uh, I would say that, you know, December 13th, we're, we, we expect to have good supply, but as this audience knows, you, since the start of the supply chain has been consistent, um, they expect to have enough, but basically we're not, we're not promising you anything <laughs> because of the way the world is right now. So, yeah, but they do expect you both to buy it. Yeah. Uh, we got a ten dollar Canadian super chat from uh, Skeets Sayer, uh, but didn't didn't attach a question or a comment. So if if you do have Thank one, you. please please let me know. But yeah, thank. Oh yeah, ten dollars. There we go. It just came in. It just rolled into my bank account. Thank you, thank you, sir. I'm just, just kidding. It doesn't come to my bank. <laughs> uh, they also. I, it's funny because I'm looking at the Q and A. They they did say there's nothing capped, so you can't overclock them clearly. So if you go to a three eight pin connector, sky's the limit, right? Sky is the limit. Uh, well, you know what? Sky did have a limit and then fell back down to the ground was EVGA's GP business. Uh, yeah, that one's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So uh, if you don't know, uh, both Jay's Two Cents, uh, friend of the show and uh, 
Steve over at Gamers Nexus, friend of the show, um, put up videos where they they got uh, EVGA had sent them uh, what, what they call it next gen graphics video cards. Uh, but uh, Steve did a teardown, and it, it is indeed an AD one hundred two die. So it's obviously pre production model, not pre production, like like specking out cards <laughs> like engineering engineering samples thank you that's what i was thinking of 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 4090s I, I watched both of those videos that does look like a nice card i i typically like evga cards and those did look like nice cards <laughs> yeah although i you know so like jay so basically jay uh jay's two cents and steve steve gamers texas have both got 4090 evga cards well they didn't call them 4090ers they were just next generation mm-hmm. cards is what they said I'm, I don't, Dom. You're sort of like in phone land, but basically, EVGA, they they quit making GPUs. They were a fan favorite. Right. Okay. Um, caused yeah, a lot of turbulence. People upset about it. Uh, I'm then sad now, about it. I didn't realize they quit. Yeah, that that's still in my head is one of the big. Oh, GPU, yeah, yeah. You know, off the market people. Well, yeah. and, and not only did they quit, they kind of came out and said Nvidia was horrible to work with, and yeah, it was a very public, it was very incendiary. It was a very public breakup. But you know, uh-huh. the the thing that's kind of crazy here is. It's not like Steve and Jay bought these cards. So Steve and Jay uh, and also uh, John uh, John Petty, they were three people who were briefed on EVGA quitting NVIDIA. And it so happens that Jay and Steve both got these GPUs. I have not spoken to either of them um, uh, ever since this about what exactly happened. But I don't think you find these things on eBay. You don't find them on the no. corner. So if you ask me, clearly EVGA sent these two cards to Steve and Jay. Oh, they they said it. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they said yeah. EVGA they said it. Sent it. But Steve I mean, said it. I guess. But what a little what's a little confusing to me is why EVGA would do this. Like, okay, you you make this big public blow up. I'm quitting you. We're breaking up. And then it's a little bit like I'm. We're breaking up, but I still want to throw shade at you by like looking. <laughs> why would you want to do one more thing on GPUs? It's, it's, it's very. I was actually reading. I just can't quit you. Right? Yeah, I just, just, <laughs> really, I just. But it's it's like that person that you break up with. Like, oh, I'm still like I'm still going to your Instagram or whatever and looking at you know. I, I didn't have a chance to watch either of these videos yet, but I am very much going to because. I never said it while they were a public company and making GPUs because I'm the GPU coverage guy, but I love EVGA GPUs. They're what I would personally buy forever and a bum that I can't buy them anymore. So I'm definitely going to go check those videos out. But I was reading Reddit last night or this morning, and someone had put a post up about this, and Steve hopped into the thread, and he actually explained this is because, you know, I've been bugging them, begging them who knows both to say, Hey, can you just send us one? I know you were testing these. Can we do like a, what would have been thing? It wouldn't be fair just to give it to us and one to J two kind of a deal. So it sounds like Steve and gamers Nexus and Jay were actively trying to be like, Hey, can we just show what you have put into it? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and I understand that because it, as a hardware reviewer or journalist, you, you want it. You want the things that were never released because that's just cool. If, if just, you know it's out there, if you know it's out there, if you got yeah. the iPhone that was never made, you still want to see why they never made it. I got the Poscat filled 3080 for the Win 3 still that I, never made it to the streets. I guess what I'm wondering, though, is like if you're EVJ, you just want to, you know what? We're done. We're over. Let's, let's, let's move on. And I and I know that, you know, Steve and Jay are going to ask for it because that's what they should do. And that's what everybody should do. But if I were EVJ, it doesn't just make it look like we're just like, I'm still checking out your Instagram, even though we broke up <laughs> kind of thing. Like, again, because it's just like. 
Yeah. I quit GPUs and we're never going to make, we're not going to make Intel, we're not going to make AMD, but by the way, here's some coverage on our 4090s that never got made. It's just like, uh, I thought you were over that person, right? It reads a little bit like that to me. I, so. I really don't think it was from them, though. Like, And especially Jay was like, he, he is a self-proclaimed EVGA fanboy yeah. and, and was like, oh, I, I won one for my personal collection. So, I, you know, the, it, it seems like, the, you know, this was definitely led by by jay and steve kind of no, asking I, for it you know i'm sh- i but again they jay's st- always been real cool with stuff like that too yeah <laughs> no, no. i'm just saying it just feels like you don't want to you just want to like you know what let's just let this go we, we got to move on actually but, well i can be a soon. cynical i can be a cynical guy if you'd like for a second i can okay. say <laughs> cynically this could be like an open audition for amd if amd want to try that with them i don't think that'll necessarily happen because you don't go through this public of a breakup and lose all the people who are already working on GPUs just to say, never mind, we're doing AMD now, but that could be it. But also, in the last couple of days, EVGA's first non-GPU product since then came out. They released a CLC, and I believe they released the motherboard recently, too. So this could be a good way to get EVGA headlines out there. So yep. when people are searching for EVGAs, you start seeing, hey, they also have this brand new liquid cooler at the same time and stuff like that. So, yeah. so if they can't use GPUs to drive that hype cycle anymore, CLCs are a bit more niche. Having these out there could get people looking for EVGA. They could put a light on their new products. You know, though, now I think about the the one thing that does seem kind of weird and falls a little bit more on Gordon's end of thinking is that... uh these 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 weren't just you know engineering samples and you know they they just send it to them. These are fully functional. They actually did do some work to to get drivers loaded and you know like 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 tune it. Like Jay in his video went and like used Precision X one to to you know start messing with some stuff. It, it wasn't fully functional, but yep. Jay was like, oh wow, I didn't think they would actually send me like anywhere near this functional of cards. So. So work had to have been done. Also, they, they noted the uh, the dongle. There was a dongle in the box. Uh, it was an NVIDIA branded one. So <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. But, yeah, I mean, because they weren't gonna they weren't gonna make their own, right? I mean, yeah. So, but I mean, they they were nowhere nowhere near the point for probably buying a bunch of dongles, right? Yeah. So, well, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I mean, I they also probably would have had some from thirty nine Ti's, I guess. I, I and I mean, true. these were presumably made six months ago. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, five yeah. months ago, yeah. whatever. I'm sure they got sent a handful of them before they just decided to say, we're not doing this and nuke the relationship completely. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. it I makes would sense. kill for one of those cards. Yeah. I would kill <laughs> for one of those cards. Uh, speaking of engineering <laughs> samples, I did secure myself a, uh, this is a, a GTX 1080, or I'm sorry, a, G, a GTX 2080. Uh, I think you, people can maybe see the the logo on here, but it's a, oh. literally just a, a pre production sample they made before the RTX, the RTX line was announced. So, mm. so it's it, actually it says, 2080. Though. Yeah, this is a, a fully functional 2080, but it says GTX on the side. So, I so, would love that too. Yeah, I've been been meaning <laughs> to do a video on that. Uh, but the so. question is: the question is, did they do that to because they hadn't decided on the RTX naming yet? Or did they do that because they didn't want anybody to know the RTX naming is coming out? Could have been both. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can't, yeah, you know. can never assume. I, I remember Intel had actually seeded the original Core i nine, and I think it was, it was actually Core i seven or something. The BIOS, it with the CPU ID itself as a as a Core i seven, and they said, mm-hmm. oh, we just we did that because we didn't want people to know. And then everybody's like, oh, I was wondering, like, or did you just change your, did you change your mind at the last minute? No, no one really knows. <laughs> Yeah, 
But uh, yeah, I mean, EVGA, it is interesting that that AIO, because Jay did put out a video with yeah. the, uh, covering the all-in-one cooler. So, you know, I mean, they, they, they're they they're still hammering away. I, mm-hmm. you know. It does. I mean, they it make, just make they've you... always made excellent parts. Like, yeah. people focus on the GPUs, but, mm-hmm. like, they're really solid power surprise. Like, their enthusiast-class motherboards are top-notch. Like, their AI, like, I used one of their AIOs for a testing machine for five years or something like that. Like, EVGA is still around and still making excellent products. So, Do you think, though, that this kind of says they miss it because i mean so one of the reasons when <laughs> now nah, i don't i'm not uh-huh. saying this whole relationship thing but what i'm saying is <laughs> the 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 main reason cited by uh the the by vj when they quit was like it's just a this ain't no fun anymore and like right. it's just at the same time i gotta wonder if this is what the owner of the company has been doing for 20 plus years like, is it going to be like six months? Like, you know what? I miss this so much. Like, it's one of those things like it tortures you, but you just like you, you we all know what it's like because you just love it so much that you want to get back into it. Like, would, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, after seeing these cards, if we saw AMD or Intel versions. You know, I, right? Why not? I'm kind of with Brad. I, I think maybe what they miss is the marketing effect, the, the kind of halo you get from doing right. the latest GPU mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how that filters down to the rest of your product line and stuff like that, I think. That's probably a bigger part of it. But then, the then doesn't that also sort of say like, you know, people cared about our v- our video cards. That's what we're known for without any, because people don't get like, oh my God, check out new power supply. Without yeah. people, without that sort of like glow of, of video cards, isn't it going to be a little harder for them to proceed forward? You know, is it? I wonder if that's part of it too. I, I don't I know. I guess honestly. so. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and you'd know more than me, but yeah, that it's definitely, definitely. the <laughs> definitely. Not. It's the hero product, right? It's the thing that leads mm-hmm. the rest of your lineup. And if you suddenly kill that, that hurts the rest of your lineup as well as yeah. Hurting, no, I heard having the hero product. Apple's gonna stop making iPhone, but they got that new um, TV, Apple TV thing. Like, ah, <laughs> check out the iPhone I, we would have made. No. <laughs> I am curious to see if they ever come back. I doubt they'll come back. And if they do, I doubt they'll come back anytime soon to graphics cards. Yeah. But I mean, their big complaints were, you know, NVIDIA never tells us anything, which to be fair, I hear that about the Team Red side from Team Red Partners as well. Right. Like, right. <laughs> that happens. Uh, but a big part of their complaints were the fact that there was no extra juice for these third party boards to come out like that. Founders Edition cards are coming out. They're huge monstrosities. They run ice cold. They're quiet. You know, they have baseline pricing uh, and there's not a lot of overhead room with recent NVIDIA generations. With all the speculation that you and Wendell were just talking about, about how these Radeon 7900 parts could overclock like beasts, like that could give EVGA a chance to flex if it did decide mm-hmm. to change teams at some time. So I'm just, I really miss EVGA already, yeah. even though we haven't missed them yet. So I hope they come back in some way. Well, uh, and, and I'm looking at, I love to do this every week, but I'm looking and they still have stock uh, from 3070 and down. Um, they still have stock if you, if you want to get, uh, huh. yeah. <laughs> I just think it'd be interesting because yeah, I mean, you know, apparently it was 20 years of doing this tired pain in the butt. But you know, you know how it is with these terrible things. You just can't, you just, like, you just like, you wake up and you're like, where's this horrible pain that has been in my side? Your, your relationship you, theory really? has kind of moved to like an abusive relationship almost. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they're, I don't know. Cause sometimes you just kind of like, I mean, I can't, it would be like being retired in a way. Right, I mean, not yeah, like I'm yeah. saying doing this, I think, but like you just busting your ass for so long and you're that personality is used to busting your ass on just pain in the pain in the ass. 
industry and then suddenly it's gone i i don't know what that's like you know are you are you like really enjoying the birds listening to that in the sunshine or are you just like oh, man. Thank, thank god we got out <laughs> i don't i don't i don't again i don't think it's going to happen because they wouldn't do this so publicly and say they're going to try to transition people and have a brain drain if they planned on getting back in but imagine like if what wendell was speculating is true imagine if you could like they take this existing 4090 design that they were just showing to jay and uh steve and they put a rdna3 a 7900 xtx in there put three or four power connectors on there juice that to 450 send the clock sky high and be like we're back with the card nvidia wouldn't let us do like that'd be a pretty crazy that would be (laughs) so you're saying this is all part of the 70 chess was to show this off not whatsoever come out with the 4090 killer based on an amd that's like this is like this is like the same people who write the script for the nfl and nba every year oh it's no like, i'm not oh. saying that's what's happening i'm not saying that's what's happening Tom brady's that gonna be... quit again this year folks but guess what he's, he's, he's undefeated since he's season. divorced undefeated since he got a divorce <laughs> brady's got one thing to prove uh, would you want him on your uh, fantasy football team look brad Lord, no. In a world, <laughs> in a world where a seven-time champion has one more chance, you just you just need that like movie, the the movie, uh, uh, you know, that guy who ever does the narration for all the movies. In a world where one more chance, that's <laughs> you know what, guys, we really need to do one more GPU. What? We all quit. <laughs> No, one more. I got it in me. Back in. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's just totally made. (laughs) It's actually better like YouTube like script. I know, but yeah, that's the whole business. Okay. Uh, Speaking of GPUs and power connectors, we've been dancing around it, uh, but yeah, the the twelve twelve volt high power continues uh, to be a story. Um, I we had a question over on Discord. Uh, so I'm going to kick this off over here. Oh, man. Crap. I can't find it. Uh, no? Well, some somebody had asked us, uh, will we be continuing to cover it? Uh, they, they didn't want us to... Uh, man, I, I can't find the comment. Sorry. But um, are, are we going to continue to cover this? Because it is it is such an important thing to, to cover. Which one? 12-volt uh, high power? 12-volt high power in the... What, what's been going on well, there. let me tell and, yes. you we weren't going to but in a world where we have to do one more story you know what we can do what actually there's a story that brad i think just edited i, I wrote it yesterday basically it's a chronology of total high power because yes we had to do one more story and it is continuing i i will i will go all the way back to the beginning and then i will come to for because that's a good storyteller oh yeah there you go so basically Recap. if you don't know 12VHPWR, I pronounce it 12 high power. I think that's how Intel pronounces it. Um, they basically started the first public report of this started melting on the 24th. Uh, we covered this two weeks ago, I think. And we are now up to, and it changes every day because I, I turned in the story yesterday. It, there were 20 documented instances of melting 12 volt high power cards on RTX 4090 cards. There's now like 22. So every like day, every few hours, somebody shows like, hey, my, my power, I pulled it out. It's melting. Um, I think so. Basically, we went from originally three or four or five when we first did our story a couple of weeks ago. Now we're up to above 20. And there's also an additional unconfirmed, another five or six cases of unconfirmed. Mm-hmm. The latest developments, though, because um, a lot of people thought like, well, this is only with the 
I kind of want to call it a, a power adapter or power dongle. So it's a power adapter. It's your four or three pin adapter to 12, to 12 volt high power. This is what you would plug into your existing power supply. All the cases that had been documented up until basically Friday when we were getting on an airplane leaving to leave Las Vegas were only with the adapter cables. And then there was a first documented case of it happening with an actual native cable. Right. And if you don't know what that is, is if you have a, a fully modular power supply, you can go to the power supply company and buy a native connector that plugs from 12 volt high power directly into your power supply. So none of that ugly squid uh, connector that you're getting with all the 4090 cards. Do it and if you can. If you can. And everybody really thought that was, was going to make them safe. And there are now documented cases of, of this happening native power supply connectors and actually ATX 3.0. Cause a lot of people thought if I do ATX 3.0, that'll make me safe too. And the two documented cases on this Reddit mega link and the NVIDIA subreddit actually show two of them being with MSI GPUs <laughs> with MSI ATX 3.0 power supplies with native connectors. So it's, that's kind of, it feels like it makes it definitely more serious. The other development is that um, I should point I should point this out um, a store from Australia. This is record, reported by Video Cards. Uh, basically, uh, an Australian PC builder called TechFast sent an email to a customer who had bought a forty ninety system, and they basically said, "Hey, sorry, it's delayed." Uh, Gainword says said that you obviously have heard about the twelve high power concerns. We are expecting to get new cables. We will ship it to you with a new cable that will take, you know, you won't get that to maybe the middle of November. Um, and also the email from TechFast said that, as they understand it, as a result, they are holding shipping of all cards for GameWord until this has taken place. Hmm. We also understand this cable replacement will not be limited to GameWord alone. Now, this is somebody who... Uh, put something, I think, on Reddit, and then video cards picked up on, on it. I actually emailed TechFast last night and said, yes, we can confirm that we did send that email out. They have not asked answered any of my additional questions, but it looks like, um, you know, Gainward's going to be sending out additional cables, uh, which they hope will fix it. I said, well, is this the thing that fixes it? Um, and, of course, the big thing is nobody knows what the hell is going on here, but if they're only going to mm -hmm. replace dongle adapters, that might be it. And I do want to point out a couple of uh, testing scenarios that are really worth pointing out. We didn't even have um, when we did our video last time, but um, techlab.net.br. Uh, Ronaldo, I'm going to screw his name up, Basali, basically did video tests early on where they they pushed 1,500 watts through a 12-volt high-power connector. He's basically trying to find out, well, can this 12-volt high-power connector melt? Um, also, um, Eris at Harbor Buses at Hardware busters had done this early on, basically after the first report had had happened. But uh, Ronaldo did it a little differently. They actually took an actual because he's part of the overclocking team for. Uh, uh, gosh, what is the company? I can't remember the name. I think Galax. They actually took a forty ninety card and they desoldered the twelve volt high power connector from the video card, <laughs> so that they can then create a harness with an actual adapter, and they could pump. They push 600 watts. They push 900 watts. They That's push cool. 1500 watts. So you can't do that on a on a video card because, by the way, the card doesn't let you draw 1500 yep. watts. So that's that's. I was like, how the hell do they do this? <laughs> you have to watch the whole video and read the translations to figure that out. But they basically desoldered the connector, created a harness, 
ran it up at 1500 watts and they actually didn't have at 600 watts had zero issues and even at 1500 watts it wasn't a problem he did say though when he was screwing with the connector as well he did this he he was taking the connector and he would swing power supplies hold on the connector and swing power supplies by the end of it his conclusions are the the 12 volt because everybody wants to blame the 12 volt high power connector and remember i will say i have been told previously if you design a 12 volt high power connector correctly it has zero issues with it um ronaldo is basically saying he does not have any he thinks the connector itself is uh well sized quote well sized so much so it supported much more than its specification but if you if you have a loose connection or a poor connection or you basically sort of tilt it out a little bit it's going to create a lot of resistance a lot of heat you're going to have issues the next day after he posted that video uh john guru of course you know him from johnnyguru.com you know the famous power supply tester who is now the director of r&d at corsair he had posted something on november 2nd basically doing a, a bunch of tests of 12 volt high power connectors he was able to source a buttload of 12 volt high power connectors because he knows people at origin which is a sister company to corsair and he tested all these. In fact, he intentionally took the 12 high power connectors, you know, cut them apart, and then he would break off parts of them to subject them. And he, he basically said the same. He came to the same conclusion that um, Tech Lab did, which was, you know what, at if it's properly inserted, no problems, perfectly safe. But if you have even a small gap of one millimeter on that baby and he actually went out on the internet and he looked, he looked at people, pictures people were posting and they think that they're fully seating it. But he says, even that one millimeter is enough to create the resistance that may make these things melt. And again, well, he, stupid. yeah. So uh, and that kind of comes down to, um, you know, whether you do wonder, are people pushing the connectors all the way in? Are they also, uh, are they also just not used to it because they're used to eight pins? Yeah. It's it's a big chonky connector. You push it in, you can hear the click in from two miles away. Maybe these little tiny ones just don't have the same click. The other interesting thing I do want to point out, if you go to the um and of course there's conspiracy theories about this, if you go to the NVIDIA subreddit where they have the 16 pins adapter mega thread, it's Gigabyte, it's ASUS, it's Galax, it's MSI, ASUS, MSI, it's like in the unconfirmed. And there's also unconfirmed reports of a Zotac, uh, Inno3D. There's not a single card listed on here that has had a melted connector that is a NVIDIA a GeForce card. RTX 4080, 4090 yeah. card. Founders. Founders edition. Founders. And I'm really kind of like, what the hell? And, of course, people are like, oh, that's because they're not letting them post it. <laughs> I Okay, I don't think so. I that do wonder. It doesn't make any sense. And, and that's why I, I do think I really lean toward... There's a bad batch of cable adapters. Yep. And I also it's a new connector and people are just not sure that you really got to push these suckers in there. Yeah. And you dare, you definitely don't want to bend. It feels the dainty. Have you played with them yet? Yeah. I, well, I, cause I only have the 12, the original 12 pin from the 3090s and that thing is yep. really tiny and it doesn't have the same click, but I guess the thing is you right. got to, my feeling is you got to like insert it into the, into plug and then pull it back out. Then that way, and then make sure that that's the person's. I mean, it's a design floor if it's so easy to plug it in wrong, even if you're someone who kind of knows what you're doing. Yeah, you know? no, and I, I agree because that is a factor that I think 
You know, this is the classical engineers like, well, people aren't that stupid. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just I can be see. that yeah. stupid. Like, they just have my, just take my picture, print it up. It's like, can people be that stupid? Yes. I have unplugged running video cards. Like, uh, shoot, it was still running. Because right? <laughs> it happens. Well, and you couldn't do that with 8-pin. You couldn't do that with 8-pin. It's yeah. slotted in or it's not. It's yeah. big chunk. Like, it made yeah. sense. You know either way. And it's very finicky. Like, it's not very finicky. Like, it's... I'm not like playing with it. I wasn't like, oh, you know, this is precarious. I've never had any issues with then with uh, the 4090 that I have, but uh, it is like, okay, that's it. Like that little extra sense pin thing at the top going in makes it just a little different. The reason I lean towards it might be production issues with some of the the manufacturers or a bad batch of cables or both. Who knows? Is because they did already roll this adapter out with the 3090 ti right and we didn't see mm. any of these issues with that yeah. and i had the same 450 watts that's yeah so. gordon and i were talking about this so gordon i, I did confirm not now that we've been back because we a lot of people were talking about this at the amd event gordon and i were talking about it for, for, for right. a long time too and it's just oh what's going on here what's going on here uh so my 3090 ti does have the the extra sense pins but yep. the dongle that i have that it in, that included it does not so right. the dongle I'm using is just the old 12-pin dongle, uh, but it, the card exe- itself the oh, will, will insert the sense, the, pin, the sense pin. So so now, but I we do now have some ATX 3.0 power supply. So I, I want to take that home and you know and plug straight cables in with the full sense pins. So, and, but the thing thing to me that is still kind of like okay, I I can see basically based on Tech Lab and you know uh, Corsair's testing. Well, I guess that was kind of off list. So Johnny Guru's testing. I could sort of lean it toward like, you know, some bad cables plus people not fully inserting it because it's a new plug. I think that's it. But the thing yeah, that's not that new though. Well, but that's the thing that scares the it hell is. out of me. Mm-hmm. Why the hell did this not occur with 3090 TS? I talked to someone. Well, or, background or, or, or beat, but normal they, 3090s they, too, you know, like, like, well, that was a 12 pin. Yeah. But I it's guess. the same design. Yeah. Same like, design. But why, yeah. You're right. It's but why? Little, no, it's a little different. It's a little different. Like, like other than the sense pins. Well, it's the it's same 12-pin. Yeah, the I'm saying so, yeah. like, the 12-pin is exactly the same. So wouldn't, if it was just yeah. a manufacturing on the dongle, wouldn't it, we seen those problems? Well, so that makes me wonder, then, is is it because when they're plugging the 16-pin the in? So 12-pin, it didn't occur because most people probably had 12-pin connector dongles. Mm-hmm. Is it because you now have the sense pins, which is an additional connector on the side of it? So when you push that into the socket you're not getting a straight push because you're going to get more resistance on those smaller sense pins. So I'm wondering if that's like sort of making it not go into the socket because it just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, one, why the hell are there no reports with founders editions, which actually scares me even more. But number two, why the hell are, why didn't this happen with 3090 and 3090 TI, which is, and 3080, right? Cause 3080 was, was a 12 pin too. It just, it makes it's still a really big question mark. And I also want to point out that, uh, that John Guru is testing. He says like, look, um, you may want to consider using uh, dielectric grease, um, basically a non-conductive grease hmm. and don't put it into the terminals itself. What, what he said is like, if you put it, if you basically put it on the little uh, on the outside, it should help you. It's basically adds, it works a little bit like a lubricant. So you can fully insert that, that cable into the, into the, um, connector. Um, and he also you did point out do that, and you know, because I know a lot of people like a lot of people still think it's like, oh, it's the insertion cycles. He, you know, the original eight pin was thirty insertion cycles too. So a lot of that sort of flip out 
probably isn't correct. Mm. But I, there's I tell you one thing I wonder. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if misseeding is part of the issue. Uh, so the old 3090s and 3090s TIs, they had the uh, slanted. The only ones that used the 12-pin connectors, as far as I know, were actually the Founders Editions. Like all the no, I, 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 have I, have a, I have a Gigbyte that has the... the uh, from yeah, yeah, the 3090? Yeah, yeah, the 3090 right. TI, yeah. But, okay. Well, for the 3090, at least, only the Founders Edition did. And the uh, power connector was slanted and off-center, so it didn't come straight out. That was one of the points of contention with this... 4090 Founders Edition power cabling. Jay especially led the charge there. The fact that it's a straight-in plug now, and these cards are so big, and the PCIe 12-volt high power like is rated to like come out a bit and shouldn't be smushed and everything. I'm wondering if maybe now that they're coming straight out, these cards are so big, they're bumping into the case and getting jiggled a bit, and that's throwing it off that misleading. Which I was just looking at uh, various pictures of cards while uh, you were talking about all that. That EVGA prototype 4090 had its power plug at the side rear of the card, so you'd never would have had to worry about it. So I still miss you, EVGA. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag wait for Radeon based EVGA card, Brad is saying. <laughs> I I I mean, but, mess. It, but again, it's I just a mess. I know a lot of people might interpret this to be we're blaming end users, and I don't, I don't, I'm not really blaming end users because mm-hmm. I I do think that you know there's something going on, and it is a real issue because clearly when you're having we have like 22, 23, and believe me, by tomorrow it'll be 20. It ticks up every day. A couple of yep. reports of these melted connectors. It's it's a real issue, and to me, it's it's a failure of not educating people enough right like you should you need to make these make sure these things are not you know you're not putting extreme bands on although that may not totally be there but you don't want to put extreme bands on it and you definitely want to make sure it's fully seated so i i that's something education that should have happened early on too i will also point out just in general while you're looking at these i do think there is an issue there's something going on and things are melting mm-hmm. but when it first started popping up i think it was buildzoid who either in a video or yeah. on twitter because i follow him everywhere made the point that that's just heat damage like these could be faked like he doesn't like the design of this to begin with but yeah. if you like take a lighter to these and start melting them it'll start mm-hmm. melting too so until things are confirmed and you get official word of what's going on like take everything there's clearly something going on, but don't take all reports as fully confirmed just because you see a melted pin. It could be somebody having some fun with the internet there. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I mean, it is possible. I, I, It's hard for me to see somebody wanting to do this to their brand new $1,600 graphics card. But <laughs> well, you yeah, just do you it know. with the adapter. You just do it with the adapter. True. Yeah. 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 Get a new adapter. There's definitely people who... Yeah. They just want it. They want to do it for the lulls. So I, there's there's baiting that happens. But I I yeah, it's clearly there. Well, but, I think that if so, that's a minority. I think this is clearly yeah, an issue. Somewhere. Yeah, 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 no, this is clearly an issue. This should be taken serious. Uh, Disco Potato, <laughs> love that name. Says uh, a good design takes into consideration that us consumers can be idiots. Exactly. Uh, very yeah. true. So you know, uh, but, well, and then so when we're talking about design, there is a point that the Gordon and I have been talking about. Yes. NVIDIA brought this design to the table, but also you have like, you know, so to the PCI SIG, right? And there's a bunch of companies that they're on PCI SIG. They had to give the sign off on it. 
So they are responsible as well because they needed to either push back and be like, hey, this design sucks. We're not going to adopt it or, hey, here's how we change it or something like that. So, yes, NVIDIA brought it to the table. But, yes, everyone else also signed off on it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not not saying it's equal, like, you know, uh, necessarily. But like, yeah, like if if those companies, which you would you would hope and assume that when NVIDIA brought this to PCI SIG, they said, hey, we have this thing. We want everyone to adopt it. You would want Intel, AMD, all the the major manufacturers to go back and test it and like put it through their own testing and hopefully be like, okay, you know what? We give our blessing on this. So everybody on when it comes to the design has has uh, part of it to to blame. Yeah, honestly, in in my mind, I know, and I agree because it is it is a, everybody sat down and they signed off on it. So the yeah. blame kind of goes right. Nvidia is getting the brunt of it, obviously, because they're the first ones to use it. Um, Although I, it is a little, little, it doesn't makes me feel far less like reliable in PCI SIG because they basically says like, you know what, if you go all the way back to the original correspondence from September, they're like, you know, there may be some thermal variance on it. Um, they also, Steve covered this in his video uh, when he talked about it as a news item in September and also WCCF Tech talked about it, but they're like, yeah, there may be some thermal variants, so please be aware, members. And by the way, uh, we're going to let the people who are the experts deal with this. It's not us. Like, you need to talk to, <laughs> you know, Intel and NVIDIA about it. We're not – everybody who has their expertise here, it's really kind of like they're washing their hands of it in a way, which is like – it doesn't make me feel good about it. Well, we don't know what the final answer is going to be yet. Yeah, like no, It could just That's be true. like we have seen in the wild that some of these adapters are 150 volt volts a very small percentage some of them are 300 volts some of these nvidia adapters so it could be an nvidia adapter issue mm-hmm. it could be a you know a 12 volt high power issue like i would caution against getting too speculatory until because we're going right. to know for sure sooner or later yeah what's causing this so i would i would advise against speculating too far far and being like all oh, these folks are washing their hands it very well might not be an issue with the connection itself yeah no no and I'm, i i hear what you're saying brad i'm just sort of saying like i'd feel a little more comforted it's like yeah smart people looking at this but instead they're pci sig basically said in their email in september yeah it could be some thermal variants by the way some talk to them about it it didn't it didn't make me feel very good about it <laughs> yeah um, you, I, you, well you would want them to be taking a uh, uh, brad if you can move your mic down a little bit too again sorry uh like you would want them to take it with the same amount of seriousness and i think mm-hmm. that people f- for sure are giving in in video grief too like they're not coming out and talking about this either well, and there's a reason there's there's definitely a reason they, they're looking into it everyone's trying to figure out what the hell's going right, on yeah. but still like they can at least they could at least get out with like a quick little thing like hey we're looking into this you know like and that that well, would at least at, at least give a little bit of credence to say people like hey you know what they, they've heard we're looking into it we're trying to figure it out we don't know yet well nvidia's only public statement has been to the verge i think where they said like yeah we're investigating and i and again i've been saying this since you know it first cropped up you have to be patient you want them to find out what the hell's wrong with this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, Cause you know, you don't, if they just start speculating and throwing stuff out there, it just, it's just going to be bad. Well, yeah. You don't want NVIDIA like adding fuel to the fire of speculation yeah. and throwing blame around or anything. So I think people sort of unfairly, I know the science, it makes everybody pucker up, but it, that's kind of what happens in these. Boeing doesn't go like, well, we don't know. It might have <laughs> just like, maybe we didn't attach yeah. that wing on right. No, they wait till to find out what the hell happened. Everybody wants to know exactly 
what happens in something as serious as this because it is serious because these are there's now more than 20 supposed burn connectors so uh dr ian cutter's tech tech potato uh welcome in <laughs> yes yeah. uh He's uh, said he stepped out for a few minutes and Gordon is now talking about lube. Well, that's what it basically, the dialectic grease on the connector basically makes sure the regular person fully inserts a connector into their video card. And that's, that's the suggestion. Well, and some people are talking about like also uh, if, if, if somebody accidentally rolls it in kind of and not inserts it evenly, uh, that that could be a different, uh, that's the thing. Oh, there's so much, there's well, so much around this. Yeah, there's so much because it could, and again, it could be a combination of uh, bad, it, it could be, bad yeah. adapters. Mm-hmm user error because you know and part of that is the engineer is not going what you don't know how to insert a connector you did it you've done this for 15 years you can't suddenly do it now idiots it it could be uh, i do i do also want to add one more thing Uh, i was speaking with a vendor and i said like because i was trying to get to like how many people are making these 12 high power connectors you know molex you know amphenol there's definitely all these vendors are making them they're like uh, yeah, so everybody gets the specs for it, and you basically can make your own. Well, most people, like first, if you're a vendor and you're making enough hardware, you may first buy from that, but you're probably just going to go to the one that you deal with. So if I have a contract with a connector maker and they're making all my connectors, I'm just going to add one more thing. Please follow these specs. They're published. Do it the same way. So a lot of people are going, there's two different dongle differences. You also have to think about, because there was the 150-volt one that Igor's lab had, and then there's the 300-volt ones that Steve has and probably most reviewers have, and then there's all the other vendors now going to somebody else, buying their sourcing their own connectors. So they have to make sure that their own vendors are like, did you build it right? And I think that's kind of the thornier thing. If if somebody is sourcing their own connectors now and they're, they didn't get the the A plus student making that designing it at the place mm-hmm. and you got that D minus person, then maybe <laughs> not that grades mean everything, but I'm just saying you may have gotten a bad cable or bad connector and that's going to make it even scarier because now you've got like, it feels like there needs to be a reset where everybody needs, there's going to be guidance. Here's how you make these stupid things, make them right. We'll send them to everybody now. And I think the problem with that then is like, okay, take your old cables, throw them away. Here's the new cables that will fix it. It's hopefully that's, that's what the answer is going to be. So, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Uh, well, the to, to to cap this off, one of the things that I thought was interesting in, in watching uh, Jay's video uh, about the forty ninety, he he also t- just briefly talked about the 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 adapter thing. Uh, he said that he doesn't feel safe putting a forty ninety in his system, and he said he knows somebody personally. Uh, who is has a forty ninety and they're holding off on putting in their system as really? well? Really? Hmm. Yeah. How? I I'm the opposite. I'm a. <laughs> you have more forty nineties. Now they might burn. Yeah. They might melt. Yeah. <laughs> throw them in. Yeah. Throw. I'll throw two or three in. I don't care. To me. No. I mean, we're talking about twenty out of tens of thousands. I was, yeah. yeah. I was going to say the numbers twenty sounds like a lot, but when you think about how many of these yeah. things are out there, it's still right. Small, small numbers, right? Yeah, and that's actually um, a tech lab. He basically said, oh, look, it could be not inserted correctly. And then also part of that is just simply you don't get 100% perfect hardware. So these yeah. could be the RMA ones out of the out of the number that have been shipped. But do you really think it's more than 10,000 4090s worldwide? I mean, I'm just kind of no one really knows what the upper limit of these cards is, right? Yeah, nobody knows for sure. I would 
hope there's more than 10,000 at this point. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? But, and they're, they're sold out, so who knows? But yeah, 10,000 at the very least, I would hope. Well, would so, be yeah, for a successful launch. If it's 100,000, so, if it's 200,000, that's yeah. different. I mean, right? but it, it should still, it doesn't negate that there is something going on for sure. for sure. But I also feel like for me personally, I, I don't have a 4090, but I, I, I wouldn't like worry about <laughs> putting yeah. it in. Uh, we also do if have someone, a, a, I would, I would take up my 4090 and throw it in there and overclock it and slam it with DLSS and ray tracing at 4k. Everything turned on tomorrow without blinking an eye. Like <laughs> I would not be a hundred. If I would not be worried whatsoever about personally throwing my card in here in my computer. Uh, just because, again, if you talk about the ratio, like the odds of this happening to you are very, very small. Like, don't overreact to these things. And if something does happen, like they're doing RMAs for all of these. Yeah. So yeah. to me, that's like I I wouldn't be worried at all. If I ever saw forty ninety in my life, I would never. I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry at all. And honestly, it's a free pass, no matter what. This is like free time. Like this is like even if it does damage the card. Who cares in a lot of ways? Because you're just going to get a free replacement at this point. Yeah, I mean, and that's the worst thing that's happened so far. It's not like anything's, you know, actually setting mm-hmm. whole PCs on fire or anything. Right. No. Uh, well, we did get a uh, five Canadian dollar uh, super chat from uh, Bat Tech, friend of the show Bat Tech. Thanks so much. Said, uh, I'm running a 4090 Founders Edition for a month, no burning, using Corsair native cables. When you plug it in, you hear a very loud click. You should hear that. Uh, and then yep. we had a friend of the show, um, Tiago from uh, Classical Technology. Definitely go subscribe over there. Um, and yeah, he said he 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 had an ad- uh, he was using the native, and then he switched to a cable mod adapter, and he's not having any problems. I mean, it's yeah. So if if people are into GPU coverage, Tiago's channel, Classical Tech, Tiago does a bunch of our motherboard reviews and a lot of stuff for us. He his Classical Tech channel does a lot of GPU coverage, so definitely go check him out. One, uh, two. My initial forty ninety review, I was using Corsair sent me a new power supply with the native power stuff and so i was using those cables originally but since all this started i swapped back to using the nvidia adapter just to see what's going on and while we're talking anecdotes anecdotally i haven't had any issues over many hours of testing and playing call of duty at this point yeah well and we had a uh, friend of the show rob b active uh or yes rob bc active uh said uh, this is ridiculous is gaming worth a one percent chance of having a fire risk we're one month in why are people do people have to die to get products changed uh you know i i, I think that's a, a little far i i don't think i mean so far there is no indication that it's going to be anything like house melting and and that people are are going to die uh i don't think there's a one percent chance of a fire risk but also i think it's less than one percent chance that anything is going to happen to you either i mean if it's like a less less than one of a bit of cable melting way 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 less than one of a house fire because we've had none of that yet Mm -hmm. i mean the thing all this makes me think of coming from phone coverage is the uh you know the samsung galaxy (laughs) note that was exploding in everyone pants you know years ago and And yeah, that was a much more direct actual health and safety problem. And, you know, when your phone's exploding, fair enough, you are going to panic about that. And you don't want to use a phone that might explode in your pocket. And <laughs> we're not there yet with this, right? Well, and, yeah. and also uh, uh, MKBHD had a, had a I think he had a video about bulging uh, yeah. the Samsung phones. I literally have a, a S, I don't know, one of the older Samsung phones that's in my collection right now. And it is bulging like crazy. So I should probably deal with that. Uh, <laughs> really? That is way more of a risk. Yeah. I see a lot of, I see a lot of bulge bad i like it like i whenever i get a, a mac 
book. I have like a few that are have bulge mm-hmm. batteries. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's always my good example of like, oh, look, see, that happens to everybody. I, I want to point something out, though. Um, Kyle Hart, OCP, you know, Kyle Bennett, of course. Hey. He mentioned in our chat, uh, NVIDIA is scurrying around right now trying to avoid a recall. Otherwise, we would have a statement right now. It does make me wonder, mm-hmm. do you think this is going to get to a recall level? And I don't think it's going to be recall we want all 4090s back. I think mm. it's really going to be we're gonna, adapter switch. It's going to be adapter switch. Does that have to formally have to go to a recall or do they just simply send it? Or I mean, because there are a lot of legal implications once you get to, you know, <laughs> somebody. I think in, they would uh, just start, if they think they're going to get to that point, I think they would just start doing it. They might already be doing that with this tech fast thing from Australia that you're talking well, about. R- real quick, but outline. So what what? constitutes a recall because an actual official recall is kind of a big deal in terms yeah. of a business so what, yeah. what, what needs to happen for an actual recall to take place well i'm sure there's uh, as you know as asus and as uh, other companies have or nzxc can tell you it's probably once you sort of in that government pipeline i'm i don't know exactly what the process is but i'm sure it is a pain in the butt and because when you have the united states government involved it it is never just it never moves along at light speed. So I'm guessing that, you know, for all we know, that's the reason why they haven't said anything. But I, I do think they they want to find out what the hell the problem is first. So, yeah. And also, if it really is just a dongle thing. So if it's just a dongle thing, that could just be like, hey, we don't necessarily need to recall. Like, we'll send you a new one and yeah. just be sure to cut your old one or something like that. They don't necessarily need it back, I don't think. But if it's like, yeah. if it comes out like, oh, PCIe 6 is like, oh, you know what? This whole spec is is busted. We need to rework it from the ground up. And all GPUs that have this plug, <laughs> including 3000 series, like, yes, that would be a big recall. But that's, see, the thing that I don't, I don't think, again, you know, the testing that Tech Lab did, and a lot of people, they pushed this thing to 600 watts, 900 watts, 1500 watts. The connector, when built right, no problems. It's really that not plugged in all the way. Everybody notice you have that tremendous heat buildup. And I won't. I do want to point out, nobody has replicated this really, like the melting. I mean, under proper, like none mm-hmm. of the people that have done proper testing, when it's plugged in correctly, have melted it. So even, and again, Johnny Guru, he, he actually busted the solder point just like the Igor's lab did, and he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't able to destroy it either. So I, I, I just think, think there's more. that Nvidia just seems to stumble over little technical details like this with this high-end launches the last few generations. Like there's this going on with this, and obviously this is a big deal. But with the 3090, it. it it came out and, you know, kick button, take name, just like the 4090 does. But then enthusiasts kind of tizzy because they had uh, NVIDIA in the founder's edition and for all the 3090s put the memory chips on the back of the PCB. So there wasn't enough cooling back there. So it would start memory thought throttling because of that design decision. People would take and put their own cooling pads in there and it would improve stuff dramatically. So it's just like a little fit and finish stumbling block there. I forget the details, but the 2080 Ti had something there too. Like the last three high-end generations of graphics cards, like NVIDIA has kicked a lot of butt with its performance and its features, but they just seem to keep tripping over something little each generation. And I hate to see it because the Panthers Edition kicks a lot of butt. Well, but to me, that's the reason why I I'm kind of concerned. Again, not speculation here, but the fact that you're seeing every add-in board maker on the list of affected cards, but not one single FE yep. card is kind of weird. Yep. I mean, so that makes me wonder, is it because, you know, 
they did something differently? Like, does that mean like, oh, you know, oh crap, this really, we, we designed our card differently and I mean, because why are there no FE cards? I mean, I mean, we don't know the we don't know the ratios either. We don't know how many right. yeah I was gonna founders say, edition cards there are. It could just be a numbers game, right? right? If the if the number of founders founders editions out there is is not high enough to have triggered that oh yeah. so that one that melts. I mean, yeah, I guess that's because maybe that just shows you FE cards. As much as people were saying, oh, the FE cards crapped on all the add and board makers. If the add and board makers got ninety five percent of the dies. Yep. You yep. know, they probably ship 95% of the cards and maybe that's why you're seeing it, but it just it just makes me wonder what the hell's going on. So Yeah, hopefully we will know more soon. Uh and yes, it, it is uh, a serious enough thing that that we will continue to to monitor Gordon has as an article sounds like you're work, working on, so uh, be sure to check up that tomorrow. out. Oh, up tomorrow. Yeah. Go check it out. PCworld.com if you haven't heard of it. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we, we, we will report back, uh, you know, if, if we find anything else. Um, so now let's let's move over to some Q&As. Uh, if you have a question right now, get them in uh, on in, in the chat. Uh, if you're listening or watching this later, uh, drop it in the comments uh, or I'm sorry. In, in our description is a link to the Discord. Discord is the best place to put a questions. We have a little channel over there, so you can put that at any time, and hopefully we will answer it on the show. Uh, I, I did miss a, a super chat. Uh, we got a Paul Richardson gave us a, a dollar nine, uh, two dollars, pretty much. Thank you so much. Uh, said this is a fantastic zebra shirt. Uh, yes, I know. I like it. Uh, I agree. I think that every time I see it, that is a fantastic zebra shirt. <laughs> Thanks. Is it a camouflage kind of thing? Yes, I, I if I stand next to a zebra, you're not going to see me. <laughs> so, uh, but we, we have a, a question over on our uh, Discord. Um, Andy WH2000, friend of the show, asks, uh, LTT just released a video on DLSS3 and the topic of value for software-based performance enhancements that should more add more value, yada, yada. Uh, where did that put mid-range cards for the current next generation? Uh, do they restrict access to low-end cards as to not infringe on mid-tier, or maybe in the age of heated seats and cars as a subscription, will we see tiered DLSS, DLSS subscriptions? What do you think? I would definitely hope not. I wouldn't suspect that because I think they just want people buying more NVIDIA cards. And if all the cards in your lineup can use DLSS 3, then that's a selling point for RTX. Uh, it's going to take time for games to support this stuff. So I think them starting to restrict access to that as it rolls out, especially would be nuts. I think it consumers would be very upset about that and there would be a lot of backlash there. And NVIDIA hasn't done that for any of the previous DLSS generations. Like, DLSS 2, DLSS 1 makes, uh, you know, a 2060 faster than a 2070 or a 3060 faster than a 3070 if it's on. But they didn't cut prices there or do restricted tiers, so I, I would doubt it. And yeah. also, there is a difference when you flip on DLSS 3, like... Hardware and Box did a really good video on it. It largely covers my feel on it as well. Like, it's really great for cinematic, graphics-intense, mostly single-player games because the ones that struggle to get good frame rates, especially at high resolutions or are CPU-bound, because uh, it can make things look a lot smoother. There are also some glitches. I was just running into a glitch right before this started, and... Uh, 
the racing game F1 2022 that just rolled out the LSS three. I was having some glitches with that. So it's still in the early days, but, uh, it looks smoother, but it doesn't feel faster. Like NVIDIA reflex helps with that. Cause it's the AI putting those pig frames, every other frame. So it doesn't actually feel faster when you're playing with it. So DLS3, DLSS3 is a great feature, and I'm glad it exists for games like Flight Simulator, for Cyberpunk, for stuff like that. It works great. But in games that need more responsiveness, like you don't, it doesn't feel fast as it looks. And it's, it's kind of a weird vibe. <laughs> hmm. But the, so the perception is, but are you perceiving the smoothness as being better? I'm just trying to it figure looks, out. Like, it looks good. Like, it, you can see that it's moving faster, but you can't feel that it's moving faster. And it's not anything major because it's adding the, that's the reason they made NVIDIA Reflex required for all the SS3 titles. It's, yeah, it, it just feels a little weird. If you're used to high, uh, fast response, high refresh rate gaming, like, you feel it. You can feel it. So. It's not quite the magic bullet that NVIDIA says it is, although it's a very nice extra feature to have in their arsenal. So I would be shocked if they started restricting tiered access to that. Hmm. Interesting. Because I, I, I do think sometimes, you know, the perception can be more important than the actual benchmarks. Or a lot of yeah. people get too little, a little too caught up in their little charts and bars, but it really comes down to the perception of how it feels. And it gets a little thorny there how to how to gauge how people perceive speed, right? What, what, what is the meaning of speed, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to see till it gets in more games. You can kind of feel it a bit in F1 2022. Cause that is a fast high frame rate game. Mm-hmm. Like the, the benchmark thing in the corner will say, you know, 300 something frames per second, but it feels like 150. And if you're used to feeling your games like that, you can feel it. It works just fine. in things like cyberpunk and Microsoft flight simulator, where it's kind of slower cinematic stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I also don't think they're going to back off of it because they, they think oh, they that, shouldn't. I mean, because they, the future is, you know, is, is in this sort of like compute, compute based gaming where, mm-hmm. you know, why not? You've got this AI engine. Why not just create these fake frames? And I'm, I, th- I think in AMD coming out and saying we added AI cores and FSR three is going to have frame generation, like validate the idea that it's a good idea that NVIDIA has here. And we're also going to go for it too. So, right. Nice. Uh, we got a uh, we got a two dollar super chat. Look at it. it; just just came over. Thank you, YouTube. Uh, two dollar super chat from Cutting Edge Retro. Uh, oh, wait. It says a two dollars. So that's two Australian dollars. I don't. That's weird. Never. Wait, that's before. just ripped that dollar in half. I think. I right? guess. That, yeah. I don't know. Just yeah. Um. <laughs> thank you though. Uh, is RDNA three as a reset for Radeon like Ryzen one thousand? Uh, funny enough, that's actually what what I was thinking uh, before the launch as well. Did it did it did it fulfill your hopes of because you you're making really big predictions on where you think AMD is going to go with this generation? Did I, it live up to your hopes? I mean, I I think I, I I expected them to focus a little bit more on raster and really lean into performance. They didn't. I think obviously they will. You know, so I think it's part of their marketing strategy. I'm sure they'll talk about more performance later. You know, third party cards, things like that, uh, and then you know hashtag wait for reviews. I think. You know, until I can sit back and be like, "Oh yeah, okay." You know what? Maybe maybe I overshot a little bit, but I I still I still feel pretty damn good that this this could be could be Radeon's rising moment. So, yeah. 
What, what about anybody else? You know, it's because a lot of the chiplet stuff that had leaked out, I I expected it to be a little more. I mean, it's still from it's still pretty radical because all the cash is basically um, chiplet design. For some reason, I thought it would actually break. It would be a little more granular where they could split the cores up even more and then get really just because it's not quite as disruptive as the original Ryzen, I would think. But, you know, the cash itself may make the difference in the price. I guess it sort of just sort of speaks to the fact that you can't, even though the interconnects are crazy on this thing, you you can't break it down to like two different compute dies connected by an interconnect. It's probably well beyond what they can do at this point. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully maybe they can get to it. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it could be. Like, even if it's not this generation, this could be a very encouraging step for next generation. Turning point. Because, yeah, turning point. Because one of the big things, obviously the headline feature for the first gen Ryzen was 16 cores for 700 bucks or 500 bucks or whatever it was, uh, which just obliterated what Intel could do at the time. And it gave it the multi-core performance, but it's still lost in gaming. So they were still getting the feel for it. Uh the idea of splitting off all these chips and having things like memory and, you know, media controls, maybe next gen stuff like that being off separate on cheaper dies that could let them start to move towards that Ryzen like disaggregation thing as time goes on. Uh, and uh, the GPU die itself isn't super huge, like 300 millimeter square. It's kind of hard to compare because all previous gens were just monolithic dies, but 300 square millimeters is not huge as far as GPU dies go. And it's already getting somewhere between probably 4080 and 4090 levels of performance. So when you add all those things up, I think it could, could be interesting. I think it very much could be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we got some more questions over here. But I do think that NVIDIA moves much faster than Intel in response to things like this, though. Like, I think NVIDIA, if they think this is a big advantage for AMD, they'll figure out a way to make it do <laughs> their own the, thing. It'll be the... Because a lot of... It feels like maybe they just go... Because the, the coolers are so over-provisioned on the add-in boards. Mm-hmm. Maybe they think, okay, now go for it. You know, Now you can use the rest of that for the... Mm-hmm. the yeah. It would be unprecedented to do a 4090 Ti at this point, right? I don't think they... Because yeah. how are you going to like, no. They, the only way they would do that is if the 7900 XTX beat it. And I don't think that's going to happen at this point. So Yeah, except in cash. That's mm-hmm. kind of, and I don't think they're going to lower prices to, to meet it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pepper Rich uh, asked a question about uh, what, what what is the, the UK versus the USA take on uh, power and, <laughs> and money. I did. This is something we've yeah. talked a lot about here, but we've oh. also had people in the chat be like, oh, yeah, power over in Europe is, you know, it's a, it's I, a problem. Yeah, that's been in my head. The, the, the savings here are twofold. Um, the, <laughs> the upfront cash is a big difference. And then how much it will affect my bills is a, probably an even bigger one in the long run. Um, How bad is it there, Dom? Because I mean, it's, I keep hearing these like, because like here, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, nine hundred watts for my system, whatever, not a big deal. Yeah, that's what, um, that's here what anyway. Says. The UK is probably at the extreme end of the wedge here, uh, in that we're talking about preparing for like rolling blackouts this winter, uh, which is a little weird for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, people are having like several hundred percent increases in their energy bills, so I think everyone's just talking about any way to save anything you can and so having a big jump in the running cost of your desktop is going to make a big difference for a lot of people and 
Yeah, I, I could absolutely see that being a big factor for people in the UK and a lot of the rest of Europe because, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's one upfront cost of the of the the card in the first place. Then you're looking at running costs down the line. We obviously kind of hope the energy market is going to stabilize and it's looking like it might, but there's a big question mark there. Maybe it's going to get worse and worse and worse and those costs are just going to keep mounting for you, right? Huh. I don't even understand what you're talking about. I was just thinking about like, Gordon man, says, I sure give me wish more I power. had two 4090s. <laughs> yeah. As you were talking about your... You know, like, yeah, no, this? I mean, All you right. know, for context, the UK press right now is filled with, you know, people running stories about, you know, do you get better energy savings from, you know, turning your lights off when you leave the room? And, you know, how can you run your yes, dishwasher the for like lower, yes. on, you know, like lower cycles and that kind of thing? Everyone is like scrounging for any way to, to shave a few watts off their energy bills. So it feels like, I mean, to me, if I were there in you, you're looking at those issues, you go to laptop, laptop, gaming laptops solve all this mm. power for because no matter what, a gaming laptop. 200 and you know 230 watts or maybe 330 at the extreme side but gaming okay. laptops and that's for everything that's like some some gaming monitors probably use <laughs> like 150 watts right i mean so I, I just feel like and then you got your speakers and everything and your, your rgb i like gaming laptops i would think would be like a super hot item in in, uh-huh. in europe as people you know like how am i going to play games well, well actually people in the chat say well actually consoles uh, are probably the mm. No, No, because you know what? The console will consume, what, two to 300 watts? Your TV will consume 80 watts? The speakers, the sound bar, another 50 watts? That is a lot of power consumed. uh, Fun fact, PC World is not just a U.S.-only publication. We have different forums of us all around the world, including Germany's PC Welt, which is a totally separate site that's run by an excellent crew. And just last October 18th, so less than a month ago, they did a big test about how much energy you actually use with current day prices. Uh, And they tested a bunch of different things. The most, uh, you know, reasonable probably for things would be Call of Duty Vanguard. Uh, And what were they testing with? Uh, I forget. Let me see. They were testing with, they had a Ryzen 5800X, uh, 3090, 32 gigs of RAM, uh, liquid cooler, like a standard gaming PC loadout. And with the German... for gaming PC. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, a standard high-end gaming PC, yeah. let's say. Uh, using their German power use and exchange rate and stuff like that at the yep. time, if uh, the running costs for eight hours, so if you play Call of Duty Vanguard eight hours a week, it costs you $2.71 just to play that game uh, with their electric costs. So that's 141 euros a year to play Call of Duty with the higher energy costs. So energy costs really can make a big difference is oh, yeah. basically what I'm trying I, to say here. <laughs> I used to live with a with a with a games journalist and when he moved out and moved out with his I mean, you know, I have a desktop gaming PC as well, but I don't game that much on it. I'm mostly a console guy. He was on that thing all the time and when he moved out, I just saw my energy bill go, Whoo. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. How did you split the energy? Like did he like pay like, oh here's he's like you sh- did you go in and say, Please give me an extra ten dollars? Because look, <laughs> like you're half this bill. I should have, in retrospect. At the time I was like, we're probably using about the same. Then he moved down. I was like, Oh no, we were not. We were not <laughs> using the same energy. Uh actually, uh Brad, can you can you send me that link in Slack? There's some people I asking to, to read that uh article. So I was you know, I have this so anyway, TLDR Gordon says he doesn't care, go buy a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying if you really I really do think gaming laptop is the way to go because you can get amazing gaming, high refresh, mm. 
in a, in a power footprint of 200 watts. You are not going to do that with any damn desktop. You're just not going. It's just not going to happen. So yep. like a, a gaming laptop, and that's everything because it, it just I that beats console. That will be or desktop. you get a Steam Deck. Oh yeah, I'm a Steam Deck a would work Steam too. Deck. A Steam Deck would work too. <laughs> Honestly, because uh, mobile because mobile gaming really mobile gaming really is a good answer if you really got to get your game on and you really are concerned about power. Uh, Brad, we have a lot of people in the chat uh, wondering why you haven't said GeForce Now. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, oh you put, does that say you, power? You, yeah, you put the say you put the energy savings on their side, you know, or the the energy costs on their side. I was only half listening because I was looking up this PC. Okay. Well, I don't know German, so I had to like try to remember <laughs> phrases to Google it. <laughs> Do you think though that like you know the uh, Nvidia will be if if it, if prices ever got kind of crazy because you know they must have a node in Europe, like it'll it'll be like an airline when you get on it's like what what is this charge? It's like oh um boarding charge. It's like what you charge me just to let me on the plane? I mean like yeah I could see GeForce now in Europe saying like oh uh, electricity gaming charge you know like we just add <laughs> oh no somehow it makes it okay to list it oh. as like. <sighs> Oh, what that would suck. Yeah, no, I'm no, just I, saying like, like, not? yeah, there's like GeForce now just, yeah, uh, 50% more expensive because you need to pay for the power. It works for some reason, because instead of just simply seeing costs, if you actually, they, they break out why they're like, I've, I've long argued with, you know, people in technology that they should list out like, okay, so you have a phone, you have a laptop. There's a whole bunch of different people you got to pay for the IP. Like you got to pay Dolby for this, you got to pay them for this, and like sometimes I think you should just have like here's how much our our hardware costs, and an additional you know fifteen dollars and and an IP we had to license for this, and then because then you go like oh okay I understand you got to pay all these other people for it, but nobody's ever taken it. Just like in the gas, you go fill up with the gas in the United States, they'll say like. It'll say like, uh, you know, 20% to the state of California and like 60%, 60 cents to the, you know, federal government. And it makes you somehow feel better, but like you're paying $5 a gallon. So, <laughs> uh, all right. So some more questions, uh, before we get out of here, I am hungry. Uh, Daniel camera, uh, asked, does, does this generation remind the PC world staff, uh, of the Radeon 5000 series versus the NVIDIA 480 toaster? huh no i mean i i think i don't think that because really the perception is warped because of the melting issue and actually i think i saw some somebody did a video where they were saying that actually the the actual performance efficiency is awesome on on this versus previous versions for nvidia i think it'll get a little more interesting once we have rdna3 out there because they're they definitely are gonna probably beat them over the head on efficiency yeah yeah we'll have to see i don't i this is a totally different classic card than what we used to get back in those days that generation's a totally different thing like 450 watts is a lot of watts <laughs> yeah. yeah no it's crazy to think what but, used to be seen as high high power consumption so yeah yeah uh okay a couple more come more then we'll get out of here um Oh, where was that link? Uh, oh, uh, here's a good one. Uh, Doctor K Mark uh, is actually somebody I'm chatting with about small form small form factor stuff. Um, with with the new series of high end graphics cards now all announced, uh, what are our PSU recommendation the the wattage recommendations? Uh, I would go off base whatever they said. Uh, I think it's eight hundred. 
watt PSU that NVIDIA recommends for 4090, I would feel, or 850, I would feel more comfortable if I was getting a 4090 with a thousand watt one. Uh, already an A3, I think if you're rocking a standard 750, 850 watt, as long as you're not overclocking it and then getting like, it depends on what you're doing with the rest of your system. Cause you're putting DDR 32 gigs of DDR5 and an overclocked 13900K in there, then you're going to need bigger. But I would say if you're planning on doing a high-end system build like that, I would probably try to shoot for a thousand watts. That's where I'd probably feel comfortable. Yeah, it just comes down to the CPU you're pairing with it and how many RGB lights you're putting in. So <laughs> I, they're, they're, I'd probably yeah, if I were doing a forty ninety, I'd probably want you know eleven hundred, twelve hundred, just because it just feels like if you're gonna, you're probably gonna run that with a high-end. Ryzen or a high-end Core i9, so you're going to want more. And typically, if you're buying a $1,600 graphics card, it's usually everything set to the plus side. So I would think the base level of PSU is for a base level build, but who the hell is building base level with a 4090? So, I mean, and even though these cards are rated for that, it's very rare that it actually uses that much. Like the whole system power draw for the 4090 system. Yeah. Uh, when I tested the, when I reviewed the RTX 4090, I ran it in F122 4K Ultra Benchmark, everything cranked up on a 5900X system. So not the latest and greatest, but still very high end. And the whole system power draw under load was 588 watts. So yeah, that was pretty standard yeah. for what I saw in other games too. And, and, and I have heard, like, we, we talked to Silverstone. Silverstone said, uh, you know, a 1300K and a, and a 4090 can, can run just fine on an 850, uh, ATX 30 power supply at 850 watts. Yeah. People really, their perception is somehow that you're getting this hardware and you're, you're pushing it to 105% all the time. Ain't nothing you're doing ever pushing things to 105% all the time. Even if you have a 13900K with a 4090. You, most games don't use all those cores. Yeah. So like even just for my testing with 13900K and, and 3090, it was like 500 watts, 550 watts. So I, you really are generally well below it. If you're going to buy these things and you're like a, you know, an AI compute scientist and you're going to hammer the cores on the CPU and GPU all day, that's a different thing, but that's not 99% of us. So I, I think most people do a little too worried about power consumption. Even like things this, like Premiere and Photoshop, they don't they don't do jack squat. So this might make some people freak out hearing it, but you know how everyone was freaking out last gen about the power spikes with the 30 series RTX 30 series. Uh, my system, I have a, an EVGA Platinum rated 650 watt power supply, uh, admittedly paired with an older first gen Ryzen, but I have a 3080 Ti running in there, and I've never had an issue with it. So, <laughs> yep. My small form yep. factor rig has a twelve nine hundred non K and a thirty eighty Ti, and it's only seven hundred and fifty watts. I I used so, to yeah. have a six hundred and fifty watt PSU, and Nvidia refused to send me a thirty eighty unless I also got an uh, an eight fifty PSU. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just asked my PSU. I said, "Oh yeah, it's a six fifty and that like, no, we're not giving yeah. you this car. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Fix that. <laughs> yeah, That's hilarious. I was I was ear toward over provisioning for power supplies because i just i just like that because i do too i built this system that first gen ryzen system back when things were starting to skew back down and be more efficient now that it's going in the opposite direction like i've been talking about on the show i'm looking to rebuild build a new pc suit and i'm definitely getting a bigger power supply <laughs> yeah and i think you can justify with the power supply because it is 
generally probably one of the, your case and your power supply are the things you can use for 10 or more years easily. Yeah. So I don't think that's the investment for paying for a high end power supply is, is not a big deal for it when you consider it over the lifetime of the system. It's the smart place to try and future proof, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Uh, last serious question from friend of the show, Dennis Siberian. Um, do you, and you call it a lame question. This is not a lame question at all. Um, we, we actually have a video that we're, that we're, we're working on to, to hopefully cover this. Uh, do you think you have to have windows 11 to get the best out of the new CPUs and GPUs? Or do you think windows 10 will do just fine? Yeah, you actually will get a little more out of windows 11. Um, on 13th gen, I haven't tested out on Ryzen, but I know others have, you can actually see a surprising increase in performance. I mean, single what? digits. So yeah, uh, for GPUs, I don't think it matters. I think it matters more for the CPUs that you're pairing it with. That's where the improvements would come in. But personally, I hate Windows 11. Like, I can get by with it if I use Start 11 or stuff like that. <laughs> yes. But yes, 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 uh, yes. Windows 10 only just in the last year or two started getting stable, and I ain't looking to live that life again. So I will take a single-digit performance loss and stick with. <laughs> I know Windows I, 10. I, I said that too. This is this this video that we're going to be doing is has been very selfish on my part because I was yeah. like, "Hey, Gordon, I need you to test." You he has his four test benches already set up from the CPU stuff he did. So I was like, "Hey, I, I need you to test Windows 10 versus." is windows 11 because like i want to know what am i missing because i'm i'm hardcore stuck on windows 10 and if if gordon were to come back and tell me like hey listen like you're missing out on like 10 percent, then i'd be like okay i think i'm gonna bite the bullet but yeah if it's you know if it's yeah. if it's yeah like I mean, two percent then whatever I, I don't care it's uh, it's it feels like i was actually surprised i was seeing a lot of five to six percent which I did not expect in a lot of the, the mm. tests I was running. So it, it's a decent improvement. And this is just, you know, benchmark. So, but yeah, no, I, I'm with you, Brad. I hate Windows 11 interface. Like the actual guts underneath Windows 11 is fine, but the interface is just, a, it's just, a, yeah. it's a disaster. It's just clearly like the start yeah. menu is like, you might yeah. as well not have a start menu. It doesn't even work half the time, right? Yeah, it's just stupid. I don't know what the hell is going on, but. It, We've seen Microsoft do this over and over again, you know, where like suddenly the start menu just doesn't work. The weirdest thing is like going all the way back to Windows 95, that was the big thing, the start button, the start menu, and they just have been wanting to get away from that for the whole lifetime of it. But I just embrace it. Just embrace it. I, I don't think it's a problem. I will make the upgrade whenever direct storage actually starts being a thing. Uh, that is going to be coming to Windows 10 too, but that's going to be optimized for Windows 11. So if that comes out and actually does make a difference, that'll make me upgrade. But until then, I'll take a 5% performance loss to think of Windows 10. Yeah. 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 No, I get, I hear you. It, it's I just, have no problem at all with Windows 11. Really? But I am a filthy casual. So, no. <laughs> you, no, here's, here's how we know. Do you leave the start menu in the middle? Yes, I left it in the middle. I oh just God. decided I'd give it a go. I was like, I'll I'll write it out for a week or so, see how I feel. I'll change yeah. it if I hate it. Watch out, week, Gordon, Gordon's was within like, punching range. I'm cool. just kidding. No. I, because, okay. you know, I did all the Windows 11 testing for CP. It's like, okay, I have to use a Windows 11. I was, I'm just going to leave it in the middle. And after about two days, like, F this. I'm not, I had to move every time. Like, so now as part of the setup, like, move yeah. the menu yeah. to the left. I just don't, I just can't, I can't do it. It's an insult. It's an actual insult to to the heritage of Windows. I mean, like, I would think, like, Bill Gates would want to rebuy Microsoft just to, like, yell at them. It's like, put the 
the, the, the menu on the left side. <laughs> Start button goes on the left. I don't care what Mac and Chromebook users want. Like it, you should. That's what Bill Gates should do. We should buy Microsoft back. Just to put the start menu back on the left side. And yes. then sell it again. <laughs> and then sell it again. <laughs> My job here is done. Just, ah, uh, oh, that, it's just so dumb. It's just an insult. It is just such an insult to the heritage of the billions of PCs and of Windows ever sold to like put it in the mi- middle of the screen. I don't know whose call that is, but it does not. It's just... People say uh, Gordon's getting on his uh, Windows 11 outreach pony. I am because that is something worth getting angry about. This is it like is. It we're is talking annoying. billions and billions of Windows PCs sold with the start menu on the left hand side going back forever, and then it's just simply punch everybody in the nose by moving in the middle. It just makes zero sense. Zero sense. All right, Narevar said it the best way: uh, the Rage Pony rides again. Uh, we should, that, that's what we should say every time. Uh, yeah, the Rage Pony rides again. Shirt's coming soon. Uh, okay, uh, two two more questions uh, real quick. Uh, friend of the show, VC Jester said, uh, Brad, can you take that mic on your headset out back and shoot it? Uh, we, we have talked for a while about getting Brad a microphone. We're, we are in the works uh, Please, please be patient. Uh, and then Dr. Ian Kutcher's uh, Tech Tech Potato uh, is asking, uh, what event was better, Gordon, the uh, Zen 4 or the RDNA 3 event? Because we, we'd been both. Hmm. I Well, f- for timing for me, the Zen 4 three. was a 3 launch. Oh, sorry. No, no, the Zen 4. Well, sorry. 4 was a better for the timing for me because we were able to do the live stream and immediately go into, you know, kind of videos. Ooh, which one was more surprising? Uh, I, they, I I enjoyed both of them for different reasons. You know, again, I like it when they get chippy. They were very, very chippy with NVIDIA for, for our DNA 3. The actual performance of Zen 4, I think, was quite a surprise, though, because to get that 40% on multi-threaded and single core. So, and again, I'm not totally a GPU person, so somebody just tells me what to buy. Um, <laughs> I would say, for me, Zen 4 by a little bit, but, you know, I, I enjoyed the RDNA 3 because... <laughs> there were a lot of punches thrown, which I like because, frankly, drama is good for our business. So that's why I enjoy it. I didn't attend either of the events, but watching them, I preferred the Zen 4 event just because I feel like if they had shown a little bit more performance charts, a little bit less FSR with the RDNA 3 launch, I think I'd have been, you know, a little more hype. And I hate Vegas, so I much rather would have been in Texas. So. <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, I did enjoy. I did enjoy Vegas more because there was more food at all times in Vegas. Definitely, definitely more food options. Yes, there were definitely more food. But I actually, I did have a. I feel like I enjoyed Vegas or the our Zen Four launch better because that was we got to hang out with more with other YouTubers more more so than at RDNA Two, which is always fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool, Gordon. Uh, let's let's get out of here. We got to show Dom some uh, some more American food. Oh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the main reason I'm here. Yeah, Taco Bell. We're taking the Taco Bell. I'm yes. just kidding. No, we're not. <laughs> I so wish. Check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you're on one of those services, please do leave a review. Every time you do. Dom figures out a way to squeeze a few more dollars from him as, oh, I guess pounds, from his roommates for electricity for their gaming needs. Send questions and comments to the full at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brett Charkas. Adios, y'all. Dom Preston. Bye. 
And Adam Patrick Murray is going to hit the out switch. Uh, I am. Th- thank you, Dom, for joining us. Uh, it, it was it was a fun yes. time. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, everybody, go check out uh, ch- check out techadvisor.com and the Tech Advisor YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, Love doing to me some, chatting doing about some, phones, yeah. phones, like that. Yeah, fun stuff. Good stuff over there. Anyway, thanks everybody. We will talk to you later. Bye.